Alright everybody, welcome to the Top Down Perspective 2012 Game of the Year edition in 2013. Yeah. Yay! It's like 11 days late, but... Yeah, well that's, I think that was kind of a collective, mostly my fault because I had to go out of the country. Mm-hmm, that's fine. No, it's, it's okay. good. There were some last minute additions to my list, so... There wasn't needed, to mine, I, I but I had time. to make sure. So, you know, that's why we're late recording. It's a, you know, due diligence. So you, you made a removal from your list and everyone else made additions. No, no, no. I didn't actually remove it from my, whatever. It's, it's, it's fine. It's no right. longer on my pile of shame, I guess, because I finished it. There you so, go. Perfect. All right. So here we have, as usual, myself, Jonathan. I'm joined by Sean. Yep. Nathan. Hi. And special guest, Paul. Hey! Hey! Hi, Paul. Hi. <laughs> okay. I'm on a podcast. Yeah. About our favorite games of the year. Woo! I'm excited. All right, so here's the question. What are we starting with first? 2012's 2011 game of the year? Pile no, of Shame? I, what? I, I gave a... you the order. It's Pile of Shame. Okay, we are doing them in that order? Do it in that order. All right, you didn't <laughs> so... say it was the order, but here we go. Okay, pile explain of shame. what Pile of Shame is. Games you didn't play this year, but really wanted to. Let's start with Nathan. Okay. Um, should we just kind of run through them quickly? or Yeah, what? let's list yeah, them off. Just let's list see. them off. Okay, uh, Dust and Elysian Tale, which I did start playing, it's but a didn't, haven't been able to finish. Uh, XCOM, Anime Unknown. Sure. Yep. Yep. Miasmata, which is that weird kind of map-making Lost on Island thing, like a weird monster. And uh, I did technically start playing it, but it's supposed to be really long, and I'm not sure, like, like I haven't gotten to the meat of the game. Dragon's Dogma, okay. which seems interesting thus far. But I'm not sure, like whether or not that'll that would have qualified or not. But yeah, um, that's all I could really think of. It's only four games, but yeah, there you go. Kind of wish I played them. Sean, uh, Tokyo Jungle, which I really wish I had played. Uh, I wish Far I played Cry more Three, of it. mainly because everyone says it's great. Uh, everyone s- says that. Yeah. That's true. Sleeping Dogs, uh, Uncharted: Golden Abyss, which I do own in a PlayStation Plus version. I just didn't get the time to play it. Uh-huh. And I did start Darksiders 2, but I got nowhere near far enough into it, and I, I really do want to go back, but it's still shameful how little I played. I, I and, guess. I don't know. So that's my list. Paul. Uh, Asura's Wrath. I really wanted to. The game's to, so good! I know, I really wanted to play it. I could never justify the full price, though, so I'll probably play it this year sometime. Uh, Dragon's Dogma, because with Nathan talking about it so much, I loved the demo. Never got around to it. Resident Evil 6, because I'm a Resident Evil guy. Never got to play it. Again, Tokyo Jungle. Uh, World of Warcraft, Mists of Pandaria, mainly because okay. everybody says they changed quite a bit up in it. And since I played WoW for, like, most of my life, I would have liked to see that, but I didn't. And Need See, the speed. fact that you're even mentioning, like, an MMO, it's a, it's a completely new flavor to this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Need for Speed Most Wanted. All okay. Right. <clears throat> and John. Uh, my list would be too long for this podcast, so here's a short version of it. Uh, Far Cry 3, Sleepy Dogs, Dust. <laughs> Dust is good. Dishonored, Mark of the Ninja, Most Wanted, and Walking Dead. Nice. Oh, so you didn't get to Walking Dead? No, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, uh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> a lot of games came out. Yep. Next category. We're cruising. Alright, next category is 
Not on my screen for some reason. 2012's 2011 Game of the Year. Sean. Okay, I have two, but I, I played them both quite a bit. So, That's good, because I, mean, I have I'm, three. Okay, cool. This is good. What? Is that allowed? Usually you're yelling at me for not allowing multiple <laughs> games of the well, week. Well, I, I had been a, saying multiple games for weeks. I had a top one and then had other two others underneath it. All right. Okay. I'll okay, well, it. I'm listing mine, so you have an addition. You can put a couple more on if you want. Uh, all right, let me think. So, my first one is You Don't Know Jack, uh, which I think I probably got Boxing Day or something of uh, of 2012, and just almost played that on, like, a weekly basis for, like, the first half of the year. Yeah, uh, great. And then the second one was Super Mario 3D Land, which I, I played a tiny bit of last year, but I really sunk into it earlier this year and kind of just did everything else in that game, except for Luigi, because I'm not a crazy person. But those are my two uh, my two games. Paul, Shadows of the Damned. Oh, that was a sure. 2011 game. Damn. Yeah. So I got that at the end of 2011. I played about two hours of it, and I didn't revisit it fully until 2012. I ended up doing the same thing as you, actually. And man, that game's awesome. Yep. It has a really weird ending. Oh, that ending. Yeah, that ending is just. It's a very non-suda ending. The game just has a lot of weird things in it that you wouldn't expect, and I liked it about that. Or maybe, maybe it is a very suit ending. I guess it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. If you didn't expect it, it was probably Suda. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have more, or just the one? Just the one. All right, okay. Nathan. Or do you want more time um, to add more to your list? No, I I guess these these ones are fine. Um, all, Obviously, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I, I think played. that has to take it for you. Yeah, that really was the go-to one. The only other one I really could think of was I spent a lot of time with the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, which is cheating in a nice, great way, because it's like <laughs> the 2002 game of the year or something. But I'm pretty sure that game comes out every year in one form, though. Yeah, yeah. so Metal Gear continues to intrigue me, and Peace Walker was kind of the surprise of that one, because I hadn't really given it any time at all. Okay. So this was the first time playing How many copies of Skyrim do you own? Two? Okay. I thought that's not that bad. Three. I, thought it was I didn't three. end up with the PS3 one, so... Oh, I thought you had the you know. PS3 one. No, just 360 and PC. And now oh, okay. 360 is back, so I can finish that game. So I'm happy about that. So 2013's 2011 game of the year? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just going to be the running theme. Every year is the same game. Skyrim, that, you know, I haven't even done Steam Workshop stuff, so that game continues to grow and become more interesting. But Have you done any of that, like, vampire stuff? Uh, a little bit. That was before my copy died, uh, or okay. my... 360, rather. So I do have that waiting for me as well. Sure. Not, I heard that one wasn't that great, but Dragonborn's supposed to be pretty great. That just came out. Yep. So, yeah. That's mine. Alright, uh, I have three, but the third one I never technically played, so it's going to be one that I'm going to be starting, hopefully, this year. Uh, my 2012-2011 game in the Wait, year in 2013? Is... Yeah. Like... So how can that be a 2012-2011 yeah, game? You know, that's, that a tw- that's, that's a good That's just a... This is an old game I want to play, and I'm talking right, about fine. it. Well, that's why I had it like at the bottom of the list. So yeah. Oh, so it's fine, like I'm a pile of shame, it. but it's been there for a whole year. It's a pile of shame of for <laughs> last year's episode of this. <laughs> but yeah, but I only picked it up like... It doesn't count, but you can say it. Dark Souls. Okay. Okay. Dark Souls 2 comes out this year. What? Just play Dark Souls 2. I'll play Dark Souls 1 first. But yeah, so that, I'm going to put Demon Souls on my pile of shame then. Yeah, but my actual 2012-2011 game of the year is Mortal Kombat. Okay. 
Because I, I ended up playing it again, like, uh, this week, actually, and I forgot how fun that game was. Mm-hmm. Like, the story, or you were going through the tower? Just, just or... playing people. I was playing against uh, a bunch of our friends, and it was just really fun. I forgot how well that game flows and how much I love it. Do you okay. know if that game has uh, 3D on the 360 copy? No, that was a PS-specific thing. Yeah, okay. Because I was looking at it because I just got my 3D TV, and I was like, is this one of them? And it didn't say on it, so I was like, oh, I guess not. It looks Technically, I could, I could have also added this as my uh, as a 2012 game of the year because the Vita version came out this year. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the other game I had on the list that I really wanted to go back to is Gears 3. Okay. Wait, you wanted to go back to it, or you played a lot this year? Yeah, I played it a bunch this year, but I also okay, wanted sure. to continue to go back to it. Did you play much of the DLC? Because I played that uh, No, I, I was actually one. having a discussion while I was off at MAGFest with someone about the DLC. I was like, I really need to get into that. I th- there's only, like, one, I think, actual ne- like story. Really there, there's two. There's Ram's Shadow. Which is what I did. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I swear there's a second one with, like, Delta Squad. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Or Beta Squad. It was with a different squad, so... Well, Ram's Shadow has a different squad. Oh, maybe I'm getting the two confused then. I could have swore there was two story things. Either and way. I know, I know in Ram's Shadow you play as, like, the Zeta Squad and as Ram. It kind of jumps back and forth. So maybe you're thinking of both of those as one or something. I don't know. Okay. Next up. Disappointing Game of the Year. Now, keep in mind, people, this does not have to be a bad game. It could be a good game that just didn't live up to the hype or whatever. Yeah, just it didn't. Maybe it didn't do something personally for one of us, and that's why it's on our list. So we'll, we'll get into like why right. and stuff. Do you mind if I jump into this one first? Yeah, go no, ahead. That's fine. I have a feeling some of you might know what this one is. Journey. Okay. Oh, yeah. I I, did, I wasn't thinking of that. So so why or is it, it just d- the dick jokes threw you off? No, not even that. It just I don't know. It just didn't hit the right notes for me. Uh, everyone had this beautiful experience about like just a serene thing, a kind of like a whole idea of the light life and death and basically all that and to me it was just a, a platforming game with some cool moments I don't know it just hmm. didn't, it it just like didn't hit me right what? was it like overhyped for you? yeah it was definitely overhyped so I'm really worried about if you play Walking Dead then yeah at, at this point maybe yeah. just remember what I said about it super hyped. yeah maybe you'll like it more knighted though and then it'll contrast that way who knows right? well because I didn't out like it eventually alright but yeah, no, Journey was my was definitely overhyped, and it kind of didn't stand up to what I had hoped for. Okay. Paul? Uh, were we only supposed to pick one? No, you I don't can think do a couple. I have, I have three. I have three. Okay, okay, so Deadlight, mainly because of the people behind uh-huh. it starting a new studio, and it was kind of terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diablo, like all the escort mission Diablo stuff? Diablo 3 is another one. Okay. Okay, how come? Fair enough. Because I love Diablo 2 so much, and then going to Diablo 3 and getting through two hours of it, and then uninstalling it because I got really bored. Like, that's okay. disappointing. And mm-hmm. the War Z. Wait, you were actually excited for it? Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Why? Well, just, I, th- that game's just been a joke for months, but I guess maybe early what are you in you talking its about it? I was in Alpha way before this shit happened. Okay, but it was good then? No. That's why it's a disappointment. But what? What? Who promised you it would ever be of interest? Who promises anybody anything's ever of interest? I saw screenshots and it looked like how could you mess up what the Daisy or what Daisy did in basic concept? But they found a way. Okay, so your hype came from Daisy. 
and it didn't deliver that? Is that what you're saying? Well, like, I knew this would be just, like, a clone of that, with sure. more of an MMO-type approach to it, mm-hmm. and that isn't good at all. Okay. Yeah. That game's still, like, down and stuff, like, pulled or whatever? It's still pulled, but I think it's still playing. Okay. Yeah. Anyone who's still crazy enough to keep playing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Wait. that's it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Nathan. Uh, for me, it was just one. Um, Darksiders two, mm-hmm. because okay. I came, yeah, I came out of E three just like really frothing at the mouth, excited, and it was I don't know, it just didn't capitalize on the story of the first one in a way I thought was interesting. I just I lost interest after like five six hours. It was just like, see, I was never when like a huge. Does this get I was never good? like the story of Darksiders one is not what drew me to that. I know, but it at least ends on kind of a like a note that mm-hmm. you think they'll pick up on, and sure. they just kind of are like, "No, let's go back a few months." Also, we have a new character, and we're in a different place. And you're just like, "Well, I don't care about any of this. So, what are we doing?" And it's just like, "Yeah, just just go." And then like, I don't know, I was hacking up stuff, collecting loot for a while, but yeah, it just had no momentum at for it at all. It was just like, okay, and yeah, I haven't really gone back to it in a while. It just, yeah, it that demo, the actual reality of it just kind of let me down. Which part was the demo? Uh, it was it was an early done. It was actually the first kind of boss, I guess, but not. It's kind of just a mini boss type story battle before you get pulled into this portal. So, oh, okay, you, I know what you're talking about. Then sure, yeah, yeah, it's pretty early, but it was just yeah. the idea of collecting stuff in addition to the dark sider structure. I was just like, oh, well, this sounds like a great combo, and it's just like, oh, wait, where are we and what's happening? And that's the part that kind of lost me. So I do like the loot aspect of it, but it just like it slows down my progress so much because I'm constantly like opening the menus and being like, is mm-hmm. it better? Oh no, it's not. Okay. Yeah, so I have to, like, actively yeah. fight, like, just wait until you click, like, three. We'll make that the rule, okay, Sean? Three mm-hmm. new things, then you can open the menu. <laughs> yeah, they keep throwing stuff at you. I, like, that's the only one that really stood out. Like, I'm sure there's other things I just didn't understand why other people were excited, but I was not personally excited in the first place, so it didn't matter. See, I was worried Far Cry 3 was going to be on your list. But I don't know that firsthand. Exactly, that's what I was going to say, is... I was Yeah. Because I, I could see you putting it on your list, and I was ready to be like... You can't nope, do that, not Nathan. allowed. Can't do and that. Like, you're right, Sean, so I anticipated that. <laughs> Great. Excellent. Yep. That Are you saying there was, a virgin, there was a version of this Google Doc with that on the list? I, I don't think so. Okay. I, I just wrote down the one, so. Sure. Yep. Okay, so I have three. Okay. Uh, first one is Assassin's Creed 3. Really? Um, yes, I haven't beaten it. I'm about seven, eight hours in, and I am just so bored. It is going so slow. I really wanted to finish it so that I could be like, is it going to be on my top 10? Because I think most of the other Assassin's Creed games have been on a top 10 list of mine. And I was just like, I got to see what's going on. I want to know the story. And I just, it, I can't like stay awake when I'm playing it. It is so hard to want to put it back in the Xbox. So that was a huge bummer. And I will still finish it because I want to see all that story stuff and whatnot. But it's just like, I could play games that I want to play. Mm-hmm. Or this one that I feel like I should. Did you do those ship battles? I've No, I've only done one so far. But here's the thing is, because since I don't want to play it, it's like I should do only the story missions and get out of here as fast as I can. And I'm pretty sure their ship battles are just side quests. Right, no. That's that's the weird thing. Like, I've heard the story stuff is actually the worst part of it. The side activities 
are fun. Right. So I could do all the fun part, them. but just like never finish it. Which the thing I want to do is see the story, so I have to finish it. Oh, so okay. I'm kind of stuck. Hmm. Um, next one was Need for Speed Most Wanted. Um, just because it I, wasn't Burnout, kind of. I, ge- I guess, and I t- I know that's not fair, but just because they got so close to it, and then they put they got so close to being able to have all these great open world challenges, just like Burnout Paradise. And I played, I got, I did all 500 of those Burnout challenges plus however many the bike has, <laughs> and. And they have these challenges, but you can't just do only challenges. You have to do races in between. And it's just, it's a huge bummer. And if you're just trying to beat the A, like, just do the story and fight the AI, I guess I just don't want to do hot pursuits anymore because when cops get in the way, it's super annoying. And if I drive fast by a cop, I get into this pursuit. And it's like, I just wanted to get to this mission. Leave me alone. And I can't. Hmm. So I guess I just don't want this style of game again. Like, I played that, I played most wanted the first time. And I guess I wanted it then, but I don't want it now. And yeah, just I like I didn't finish it either, which bummed me out. So oh, okay. And the oh. last one, oh. yeah, sorry, I had three. The last one, Professor Layton and the Mir and the Mask of Miracle. Wait, what? Yeah, you love those games. I love Professor Layton, but this I think this is like the worst one. But I what's don't different? Like, I don't like that it's in the 3D. Oh. Like, like the there's puzzles? so many weird things about just like you just you miss the 2D animation. It's not that. It's the fact that because they want everything on the top screen, they end up duplicating all this information, and the bottom screen just becomes a. It's just useless. Okay. Like, because like I'll be moving around on the top screen so that everything's jumping out at me, and the bottom screen is basically just a brown square that I need to move my reticle on the top screen around with. Hmm. So it just duplicates all this info as opposed to making everything streamlined. And, Smooth, just for the 3D aspect of it, and that's a total bummer. So I just, uh, I'm, but so I, and just because because I can even say something bad about Professor Layton super bums me out because that's probably my favorite series on the DS. But really though, is it just a HUD issue to you? Like, is everything else in the game good? Yeah, like it still plays the same, but yeah, it's primarily that HUD issue. But that HUD issue is everywhere, including like in the puzzles. I'll have to look on the top screen. And then just have the same information on the bottom screen, but a silhouette of it. And then just watch the stuff move around on the top screen while I'm solving something. And that's just super annoying. Really, mm. though, if that's the only bad thing you can say about the Professor Layton games, that's pretty good. If you think it is about pretty it. good, but I guess I just hold the series so high that the fact that there's something I can say negative about it is a bummer to me. So, uh, those are my disappointed games of the year. All right, and with that, it's time for some honorable mentions, games that are not in your top ten list, because you can only fit ten games in there, but you want to mention them anyways, and let's start with Sean. Okay, so this is where I really kind of wish I had like an eleventh game, or I had more time, because this week, I just sat down with Gravity Rush in a real strong way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that game is... Isn't that game good? It's so good! I'm enjoying it so much, but I'm only, like, halfway through it. And it looks so good, and it's so fun to just fly around. Like, sure, a lot of the controls take a bit to get used to it, because, you you know, touch screen some stuff, and you're kind of wanting to fly around smoother, but you can only kind of go in straight lines. So it takes a while to get used to it. But it's just, I'm enjoying it so much, and I, I wish I could put it on my list, but I haven't beaten it. So that is an honorable mention for sure. Um, should I just go through the whole list, or do we want to like go around? Uh, well, if we're still if we're still doing the, do you have any more of your I have mentions? 
I have six more, so that's what I'm saying. Maybe we should kind and of I have six take turns. On my I have eight. So. I have five. Okay, so, so let's, let's go, go in around. circles, so it's not let's just me around. only talking. Hey, Nathan. Okay, uh, the first one on mine was uh, Thomas Was Alone, that platformer. I thought you did play this. I played it. This is oh, uh, right. Honorable so, Mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions, mentions. right. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. played Gravity Rush, you're right. Yeah, uh, this this is one I I found really interesting in terms of just like a thought exercise about story and how much personality you can kind of give to a game with as little as possible in terms of graphic like graphics and stuff like it's just shapes and voice acting and music and stuff but they still kind of establish this mood and everything. The only reason it kind of didn't make the cut was just like I think it's that kind of thing where like it was an interesting one time thing but I've I've played through it so it just doesn't have that longevity or whatever. It was more sure. of just an interesting thought exercise in game form. So, yeah. But I did like it, and I think it's worth checking out. But, yeah. All right. Uh, I also had Gravity Rush on my list. Cool. I never got far enough in the game to give it a proper... How far are you? Really early in. I'm, like, just flying through to, like, the second or third mission. Yeah, that's where I was when I picked it up again this week, and it just it gets it gets really good, and they do some really crazy stuff. What bones me out is I had a lot of people warn me like the game is fantastic up until the very end, and then it apparently comes really bad. So I'm kind of worried oh, about him. Okay, well, oh, okay, I'm gonna finish it because I'm enjoying my time. All right, Paul, uh, The Walking Dead. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Nothing to say on it. Um. Okay, I'm going to preface what like even the top 10. I have everything all my thoughts written up on a site oh. I do sometimes. Okay. Uh the I'm walking response, right? Yeah. The Walking Dead there is a full write-up of why it's an honorable mention and it's basically because I have a hard time calling that a game because the gameplay parts are the worst parts of that experience. But it's almost like a text adventure, right? Like kind of but, like, yeah. that's the best part, is the text adventure part. Yeah, kind of. Okay. But then it's just, yeah, I don't know. DVD menus, man. <laughs> okay, my turn. I'll, I'll go yep. on my keep, turn now. Keep okay. going in the same circle as Sean. Yep. Uh, next one is Catch-22. Uh, probably my game of the show for PAX uh, 2012. Uh, just a lot of fun, but it was kind of just really great for that, like, month, and I haven't really gone back to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I really like Catch Twenty Two, and it's a dollar on the, on the App Store. So, or I think it's even online for free on Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Catch Twenty Two is a pretty good game. Nathan, oh, um, Nintendo Land. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That I was had the biggest fun with group it. of people you got together. Uh, not many. Like, no, there was no group. It was two. Oh, <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. That's the, so that's the biggest group I got. Actually, right. so there's going to be maybe, three of us tonight. Oh man, I could play with three people. There you go. Whoa. So maybe would have made the cut if I could have got a group of five together, but it didn't end up happening. But I still just liked a lot of things, like like specifically Donkey Kong Crash Course. I think was my favorite one. And I yeah, just yeah. can we just that. nominate that one? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I'm just it. I like how that game showcases like a lot of different features of the Wii U and stuff, and it also just but it has, has that octopus dancing game. That's fun. That's the like worst that. one, though. That doesn't matter. That game so. sucks. I like. There's a bunch games. of other ones. Right, like Donkey Kong Crash Course. The end. Yeah, which is a good one. <laughs> that that's the one I keep going back to. Yeah, that's why it's not on my top ten. It's just I have fun times. Yeah, and no, it's I like colorful. It. No, that game is really fun with five players. Yeah, and party games. I don't know. They they can still do it every now and then. It's fun. 
So and you, usually it's Nintendo too. Mm-hmm. All right. I liked it. Double Dragon Neon. Nice. Okay. Uh, really fun game. Slow pace. Uh, the mechanics feel slow, but the game itself is great. The aesthetics of the game are amazing. It just leans so heavily into the 80s vibe that it just is absolutely insane. I love the ma- the main villain, and just that whole game is nuts. And that's it shows primarily why I love Way Forward because they just they just go all balls out. Yeah. Does it have awesome music like Pac Man Championship Edition? Uh, no crazy techno stuff really, but it's all like Double Dragon themes like remixed. And the remix pretty good, but it's all it's mostly leading to like shred metal. Okay. All right. All right, Paul. Um Legend of Grimrock. Uh I guess just being a fan of like the old days on the PC you would have those uh dungeon exploring games where it was first person, but you would take a step and then like every turn you could do something. So like one turn would be you take a step forward. And then maybe, like, a spider comes and, like, takes another step forward and then you go left or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, really old mentality done right with a modern twist. So it's all real time this time and it's just a really nice overlooked game, I think, of this year. Well, I have it now thanks to Indie Bundles, but I haven't Same checked it out I believe I have it too, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that, we'll take a look at it. I don't think I have nostalgia the same way, though, but like, it's kind of like D&D games of old? Like, kind of. Um, okay. First person, right? First person, yeah. You ever played Fantasy Star? Anything like that? I have not. Wizardry? I've heard of Wizardry. Yeah. Because it's a sci-fi I the Wizardry game. dungeons were the same. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Alright, my next game was Pokemon Conquest. Uh, you did ma- enjoy this. I remember... Mainly because it's also just super weird. Mm-hmm. Like just a just an incredibly weird spin-off game, and I want more of those. I'm not saying I need a Pokemon Conquest two, which that might be cool. I just want more weird Pokemon spin-off games um, that I guess aren't the uh, mystery dungeon ones, uh, just because there's like a million of those already. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So if you like, yeah, if you like tactics uh, games, so Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy Tactics, you'll probably like Pokemon Conquest and. They have some weird kind of story stuff and just a ton of like extra content to play after you finish the story that are just like, what was this character up to? So there's a lot in there, and I didn't get to play through all those, but they were pretty fun and pretty funny. Uh, and your main character evolves, which is just bizarre, because Pokemon evolve, right? So you evolve. <laughs> you become a better warlord when you evolve. So yeah, there you go. Nathan. Um, Curiosity, what's inside the cube? <laughs> is it a game? Really? Yeah, it's not I don't a know. game. It's a weird thing though, and I got coins, so I think the that's Twitter a game. app is my honorable mention of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a fun social game. <laughs> I don't know. I I found it of interest as just a Do large social it? thing. Uh not that often, but I like that it exists. That's why it's not on the list. It's more on this list of weird okay. things. So. Sure. You just wanted to mention it for one weird reason. Yeah, good job, Peter Molyneux. Keep thinking weird thoughts and then making them into things. Well, there's, what, 20, 22, tw- or 20 to go, 21, right? Yeah, there's a bunch left. So, so. Uh, yeah. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Hmm. Cool. Uh, I really enjoy the game. Uh plays really good. Not enough characters for my liking, although that becomes the whole balance issue, the more characters you add. But 
it's it's a good take on Smash Brothers done by a different company, and I am really excited to see what they do for a sequel. Are they doing downloadable content? Yes, uh, the main character from Gravity Rush and the main character from Warhawk are confirmed to be the new DLC characters. Hmm. That's cool. There's characters like in Warhawk. Cat from Gravity Rush plays. Uh, okay, I have one question. So my friend just got it. Do you have all the characters unlocked from the get-go? Yes. That sounds so weird. It's just we're so used to the Smash Brothers mentality of unlocking everything. Exactly. But, yeah. Uh, all you unlock in the game is like titles for online stuff and like little cheering characters. And, like from costumes, when you play right? And costumes. Yeah. Yeah. That seems so weird. And there's from, like yeah, from a Smash if you Bros. if you pre-order the game, you also get like an extra set of costumes for everyone as well. Okay. That you can't even get, I don't think, if unless you pre-order the game. So that's kind of stupid. All right. Paul. Uh, Sene Mora. Uh, oh, I need to play that. Side-scrolling shoot 'em up game. Basically, if you're not into shmups, you probably won't get too much out of it. But it's a beautiful game. Plays really smooth. Uh, there's a lot of story that I think is. From what I could see, mostly throwaway. I don't care too much about the story, but it's kind of nice that there's different characters and there's actual like characters in it. So yeah, uh, Sean. Yep. Uh, Rock Band Blitz. Um, I guess kind of like Pokemon Conquest. It's just like a weird spinoff that was pretty fun. Um, probably wasn't higher on my list because no one would play it with me. So thanks a lot, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I even went back to it recently, and it's still a lot of fun, and it's just super easy to... Well, it's easy to play, but it's hard to understand for the first few songs. Um, but yeah, it's, it is... You gotta think of a lot of things going on. It's it's pretty fast-paced, and it, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, and I, I want to see what else they'll do at harmonics. Well, in my defense, my rock band library was trapped on my 360. So I now have the trial version, and I'll see if I like it, and then maybe I'll join you. But I'm not going to score know. battle you anymore. Not, okay, so I, I can just wipe out your scores, and they'll be could, mine forever. And I will never know. Okay, cool. Provided well, we even what was your next games. game, though? Mine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 30 Flights of Loving, which, for similar reasons as uh, Thomas was alone, like it was an interesting narrative experiment. Um, specifically, like, playable narrative stuff that's kind of atypical, but it's kind of really short, and that kind of, for some, like, it's like, I think I'll only play this once kind of thing. Like, I've, I've experienced it, I'm glad I did, but it's not, again, there's not really much longevity there. But it, I, I, don't I know. just actually played through it, all seven minutes of it. Yeah. Kind of just don't care. I went yeah. through it, actually, I went through, I was going through it again with the commentary. Mm-hmm. which was way more interesting. And then it crashed halfway through, and I was like, well, I, I don't want to spend another four minutes getting back to where I was. Okay. Like, I just like how it plays with time in storytelling, though, because that's a thing films figured out quite a while ago, and games kind of just don't in conventional ways. They'll just go to cutscenes or something, whereas this kind of lets you play through flashbacks and stuff, and then kind of seamlessly transition you back and like jump cuts and stuff like that it just it's like all jump cuts yeah it's using a lot of film techniques that aren't typically used which i thought was really cool so i guess fair enough that you guys didn't get much out of it but i thought i thought it was pretty neat so yeah lollipop chainsaw nice Mm -hmm. i did want to play that that's on mine too so we can skip that when it comes to me okay Okay. i I really i really enjoyed it but i just 
it didn't quite grab me fully like I had hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got halfway through the game and felt no need to go back to it, but when I was playing it, I was having a great time after I finally earned some moves. Mm-hmm. The game just starts way too slow. It's too rough of a start. You have to fight through that. Yeah. Whereas I kind of, I'm still trapped in that part. Like, I'd played beyond it at Paul's house, but then when I started up with my own copy, yeah, it has a pretty, pretty, I don't know. Slow and if they got rid of the mini games, it would be a lot funner, too. Yeah, there's also that the baseball fact thing. That, that it's really a hard game to play around other people because of how grating the main character is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's a, that's a relativity thing. But... Okay. okay. Yeah. Paul, or did you just want to skip Lollipop? Uh, well, Lollipop was my next one, so we could skip it, or I could just go on to the next one, since I have eight and you have six. You all yeah. have six. Yeah, go uh, on the next one. Little Inferno. Oh, this, okay. Th- this I wanted was, to play this. I did. This game is great. I loved it. This was a super late edition. I actually just played it two weeks ago. Um, It seems like the type of thing you would play probably once and get the most out of it that time and maybe revisit it to show people it again later, but, like, not really go through it all again. Um, I mean, the same thing with The Walking Dead. The reason it's not on my top ten is I find it hard to call it a game in the sense that I feel what a game should be, mainly because it's basically as much of a game as it is a game to sit in front of a fire pit and throw shit in it. That's a game? That's my favorite game. You can make that game. I could, yeah, tell okay. you, I could tell you a story about that, but we'll save that for another day. <laughs> what did you play mm-hmm. it on? I played it on PC, Steam, or whatever. Okay. Yep. Because both these guys played it on the Wii U. Yeah. I, I don't have a Wii U, so. All right, Sean. Uh, where are we? Uh, Pokemon Black 2. A lot of Pokemon okay. on your list. <laughs> well, well, two. Yeah. So, Two's a lot. Well, you know, a lot of Pokemon how, come out. How many Pokemon games came out this year? It was just the two, right? Well, there's also be White 2. I don't know if that counts another one. I'm assuming no. a Mystery Dungeon game came out, so I want to say 4. Mm-hmm. And I guess you'd count like... Oh, Dream no, Radar I think there was also stuff. like Pokemon Rumble Blast or something like that. Was that this year? I thought that was last year. Uh, it was It was a year. Okay. So. Uh, this is... This is on my honorable mentions, mainly because I was just so shocked at how well they did kind of a sequel-style Pokemon game, similar to, like, Crystal and Platinum. And normally those are just kind of, like, rehashes. Uh, just, you know, there's, like, 30 minutes more content or whatever in there to get you back. But this one just had a ton of different changes and a, a ton of, like, new things to do. And the fact that it took place, like, two years later, it like, there was, like, none of the same dialogue and whatnot. So it was, all, it was like, the closest thing you could get to a new game being in the exact same region and whatnot. So I was I was just mainly shocked, and it's the first time I can really recommend one of these sequel style Pokemon games, and that's why it's uh that's why it's on my list. Nathan, uh, Oregon Trail, the zombie variant of Oregon Trail, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I guess just I liked how like a lot of games kind of empower you. This game's like a horrible, tiresome struggle for survival, and you can also put your friends' names in it which makes it that much more kind of sad. So, I don't know. Despite, like, a really simple look and music and everything, it I, I got kind of pulled into its atmosphere and everything, so I kind of liked it. It just kind of reminded me of that simple genius structure of Oregon Trail, which that mm-hmm. hasn't really been looked at in a while. So, I, survival. It's, and the it's fact a good that it's on the motif. device you carry around with you everywhere. 
yeah, it's good for just kind of sitting there yeah. and like for a few minutes trying to get across the country. I think I made it once on easy mode, but I I personally died. But my sister shot the last zombie, and it was nice. really I don't know like that those kind of weird little you can insert like I guess probably similar to how XCOM works out where you can name your squad members and stuff. You kind of get extra attached to them, mm-hmm. despite them just kind of being little pixels on the screen or whatever. It it has that too, which I kind of liked. So yeah, I enjoyed it, but not quite enough to make the top ten. But I still had a good time. All right, last one on my list, Trials Evolution. Nice. That, actually, that might be on my honorable mention list now since I finally started playing it. <laughs> I finally started playing it this past week, but okay. You it's can good. I continue. like it. I really like super challenging games like that, and there's so much ridiculous fan content that you can just keep coming back to it. It's kind of like a little big planet in that way. Mm-hmm. All I can think of is like the the final round at PAX being mm-hmm. Trials Evolution of the Omegathon. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, that was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, although it went on forever. But yeah, yeah. go on forever. I'm assuming now, like having played it, they were using that like last bike you unlock that's super squirrely, but Probably. you need to you need to use it to do bunny hops and all that crap. Because yeah, I have yet to figure that stuff out. That's just you get the feel for it after a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaderboards too. So that's kind of yeah. All right, Paul. Oh, uh, Lone Survivor. Uh, basically, oh, I'm, right, a, yeah. I'm a huge fan Silent of Hill 2, Silent, the Silent Hill stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this was the most Silent Hill-ish game we've had in years. So, that was Sorry, nice. which game was this? Lone Survivor. Okay. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> much about this game either. Okay. Are we whispering? Yeah, uh, did you want me to go into detail? Like, I didn't really plan to, but... It's, it's a side-scrolling horror game. You're, you know, yeah. survival. Yeah. stuff. I've only played a bit of it, but... Did you beat it? Did you finish it, or...? Uh, no, I'm at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Uh, my next one, second last one here, is Unfinished Swan. Okay. okay. Uh, mainly just because I, I kind of just liked the weird mechanic, and it doesn't do a ton with that mechanic. Um, but it's just, it's just still really interesting and kind of fun to play the first time. And it's got a bit of a heartwarming story. Uh, so I did like the, like the characters are pretty minimal, but there's enough there that it was just like, oh, that king guy, he's, he's pretty nice and whatnot. And, you know, you're searching for balloons and there's like spiders or something. So I just, it's just a weird game. Um, but like no replay value whatsoever. So okay. if you want to play it get it on sale for sure I'll say mm-hmm. that um, and I guess just kind of with like PlayStation Network art kind of games mm-hmm. um, between like this and Papa EO I just kind of preferred this one a bit more than Papa EO okay maybe just from like an aesthetic side and just br- briefly since you brought it up can I add Papa EO to my pile of shame oh I'm just gonna, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead go. and do that because I forgot that I hadn't played didn't it. you just buy it as well I know, it's sitting on my hard drive waiting for me to play it, but yeah, it's on the pile, hey. the digital pile. What was your next honorable mention? Connect Party, which I had nice. a lot of fun with. Um, It's kind of more of an activity center, though, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But that, you know, there's still some pretty fun dumb stuff. You can see that on in stuff. the science center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? No, I'm saying, like, the feel of that game, like, oh. you fit in at the science center. 
Yeah, but that's cool too. That's mm-hmm. an interactive. No, I'm not experience. saying Science Center is bad. Right. Okay. I don't know. Just I. I definitely had more than enough fun for it, and I kind of. I guess also just. Hey, good job, Double Fine. Keep doing awesome stuff. This was the thing they shipped this year. But yeah. Would we really uh, want another one of those? Like. Uh. I played not... both of them for like a collective ten minutes. Maybe not that formless or whatever. Like maybe try to put some of those doofy broken things together into something else. That's not like just that. But yeah, maybe something like that. Like it's almost like they realize that the connect is unreliable enough. Like as soon as you start scoring for real, like they'll, they'll put points and junk up on the screen for you, but it's all kind of nonsense because it could get frustrating really easily. Sure, but. Yeah, I it's see just a has... warrior style going, like especially that constellation one where you, you need to be like a teacup or whatever. If they were just like quickly be a monkey, and then you right, but if they do like a hard fail success thing, then that's where it could get frustrating because it's like the sure. camera didn't see me right. Whereas now it's like all oh, the camera isn't seeing me right. That's so stupid. I'm running backwards and there's a like ice cream cone. What like it, it's you know that kind of stuff. It works the way it is, but. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want another one. They were real nice about it, though. They were generously giving it away for a couple weeks. So Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah. But there you go. Honorable mention. So That's John, the last you're one done, I have. Right? Yeah, I'm done. So, Paul? Uh, Frog Fractions. What? That's not on your top ten? No. What the hell? Hey, it's a, not on my top ten. It's a great experience what? the first time you play it. I have no need to ever go back to it again, but I would I would recommend it to anybody that hasn't played it. It okay. was a horrible experience the first time I played it. It was Waffle one of the best jokes are hilarious. Yeah. Waffle jokes, Sean. It's just the fact that, that like I have no reason at all to ever go back to it because I've seen the thing unless they change mm-hmm. it. So like that's why it's not on the top ten. But I definitely recommend it to anybody. I think, yeah, a lot of my stuff that's showing up on my list are, like, things I think people could learn lessons from, and I think there's lessons to be learned there, so maybe that's why I liked it more, but, okay. But is there? Because he just recreated a whole bunch of old game styles. But that's what I mean, like, that variety. Like, trust your audience to understand how to do some things at this point, and don't tutorialize them, Yeah, you know? Yeah, because as, like, a game, he's just taking stuff from every other game back in the past, but I know what you're talking about. That, well, like, when you find out how to do the thing. that That's that's a key part of it, but, like... Yeah, but if it you also don't find kind of, out, you have an awful time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I, I was not in that, that camp, though, but I, I don't know. I just, like, kind of like a warrior wear in a way, too. Like, where it'll... It feels comfortable just throwing a mechanic at you and letting you figure it out quickly. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I like that, and I, I wish more things catered to people like me, because I'm selfish like that. Mm-hmm. Alright, my last game, and this was actually on my top ten. It was in my ten spot until I played something else recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this got bumped to an honorable mention, was Mark of the Ninja. Okay. I just, I, I quite enjoy that game. I, I'm not a huge stealth fan, and I was able to feel great playing it. Uh, if really easy for me to pick up and just become a badass ninja. Uh, so I just I enjoy that game quite a bit. It's it's a lot of fun. If you, if you like stabbing people, then it's fun. Or or just avoid them. Okay, but that's less fun, right? I just I played it however I wanted. Okay, I killed some people. I ignored some people. <laughs> you I knocked out some, some dogs. People. Yeah, yeah. Passive aggressive. 
Sorry. Let's continue. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we had a conversation about it already. Listen to your previous episode. It's fine. What was that? All of them, or just, that's that's my. Yes, have I have one, one more. Okay. Do you not have one, Nathan? No, I ran out. I'm, that's all my. No, I mentions. suggest you then, Paul. Okay, Borderlands Two. Okay. Oh. Uh, great time. The time I had with it. Uh, didn't play a whole lot of multiplayer this time around, but I assume it's much like the first Borderlands, which I played completely multiplayer. So that mm-hmm. the entire game is much like the first Borderlands. Yeah, so you're correct. And that's kind of why it's an honorable mention because I've played Borderlands before, and even though. I had a great time doing it before and this time. It's not something I really even care to revisit anytime soon until I get bored again. Sure. All right, so that's it for honorable mentions. Yep. So now it's time for the actual top tens. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And let's start with Paul. Yes. Number 10. Number 10, Nathan, Far Cry 3, come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I already read this, so I'm, I'm okay. Uh, maybe yeah, a piece. little, maybe a little skeptical that you've only played a handful of hours of it. But well, what does that matter? I've gotten my sixty dollars worth out of doing stuff that they probably didn't intend for me to spend as much time with. So that's okay, why it's already there. So like, it's like the open world side of it that's fun, right? It's not and the... even then like a fraction of the open world side of it. Okay, but yeah, it's still enough to keep me entertained at least. Mm-hmm. Again, cool. like write-ups for everything I say will explain a little bit more in detail, but that's the basic of it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll hop in next with my number 10, Fez. Okay, so right. I guess let's just say if one of these games is further down our list, we should just say it so we can skip that later on. Sure. So Fez is my number 8. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed Fez. I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, I love I didn't. I played it without looking at stuff online for this, so I tried to figure out the puzzles on my own. I okay. wasn't the thing to do. Yeah, I wasn't playing it at the time when everyone online was trying to figure it all out at once. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy the atmosphere. The music is great. It's from one of my favorite chiptune artists, Disasterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, just the platforming was pretty tight. Uh, the stage designs were great. Lots of really difficult puzzles. Some just requiring an insane amount of knowledge. I just enjoyed everything I played of it. I just wish that it hadn't been as buggy at the time. Sure, for sure. But yeah, like, that did game you looks some so nice. Or sorry, what? Like, what kind of bugs did you run into? Because like the game started like chugging incredibly slow whenever I transitioned. Oh, okay. Oh, weird. I actually didn't encounter any bugs when I first played it, and I went back to it. Uh, last week to show a friend about it, mm-hmm. and as soon as I turned it on, they're like, "Hey, your game is corrupted. Do you want to start over?" <laughs> you probably because you got the patch. Oh uh, yes, I did. It was supposed to be such a small fraction, though, so you're kind of a lucky few. Great, you got to see it. I, Congratulations. The, the good thing is, I did everything in that game, so I'm okay. like, "Well, I guess it's good that I have all the achievements, because that would be really heartbreaking." Mm-hmm. And it kind of was because I wanted to show them, like, "Let me show you the sewers." Oh wait, I have no idea how to where to find that pipe. Sorry. I guess here's more ocean stuff. Okay. It still looks nice. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun time with Fez, and it's sat, all the sound me, effects it was are like, great. Sorry, just that second half of the game, I just didn't get pulled into this, the puzzles. Like, is there rewards there for you other than I solved it? Like, it's does it. Cubes and anti cubes. Well, d- but does that build up to some sort of narrative thing? or? There's another it... ending you can watch. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't know. 
Maybe I'll check it out. But hmm. I guess do, do we briefly want to touch on that? Just Paul and I have kind of been discussing like there was a couple games this year that had their kind of zeitgeist thing because of online stuff, and Fez seemed like one of them, where it was okay. like if you were playing it that first month or whatever, it was really really exciting, but if you did read that stuff that had been discovered, it does kind of ruin what's good about it in a weird way. Are you saying this is a bad thing, or... I don't know, it's just kind of a particular thing, like... Mention it. I'll I'll bring it up again with one of my games on my list, because I I think it has a similar problem, but... Yeah, okay, sorry. Tangential. But, okay. When did you end up playing it, John, I guess, is my question. Um, I think a month or two after it came out. Okay. Yeah, we did talk about it on the podcast, because I remember he was playing it while we were podcasting. But you, but you just kind of... Have you continued to kind of isolate yourself from any spoilery... Yeah, I... Any spoiler stuff? stuff I have read, I've probably forgotten. Okay. Cause, like, have I you definitely... written notes? No, I have not written notes. And if I did, I probably would have lost them, because I would have stored them when I was at the other house. Oh, okay. okay. Right, right. Whereas I found my Fez journal a few days ago, and... <laughs> I it, I did kind of smile like oh yeah me trying to figure out that alphabet and stuff that's kind of awesome but yeah there's All right, cool there's other ones that make me feel stupid but <laughs> Nathan oh hey um my number ten was a weird multiplayer game that just came out a little while ago Space Team because it's Space fun Space, Space Team is a lot of fun yes Space Team's a lot of fun so and like it just kind of it's it need it it's one of those things that requires multiplayer like to do anything. So I kind of just liked that experience of yelling at each other in a room, trying to figure out this thing and play, play through. Have, have you played it, John or? Yeah, no. I've, we've talked about it or you say, sorry, did you say John or Sean, John, no, I don't I think not. John has an iOS. You device, should, right? No, oh. I don't. Well, I have yeah. like an iPod classic, so no, I don't. Okay. You should find a group of people that can facilitate you playing space team. Cause you might enjoy it. It's, it's a pretty great group experience. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, for me, it's maybe, like, my, like, nominee or whatever for, like, best representing weird atypical multiplayer stuff, because there's been some of that going around this year, like, with the sports friends and all that, like, different kinds of multiplayer that I haven't played before, and I really liked it. Do you think this is going to be the next thing that everyone's doing? I, I don't, I don't know, but it's definitely an interesting, interesting case for different types of multiplayer gaming with yeah like free free to play kind of model working in an interesting way like uh, it's definitely interesting but from like a like a business standpoint like i've played it with one other person because mm-hmm. i live near one other person as opposed to i played wordament with 400,000 other people right cuz internet but i'm so. going to say i like i don't dislike wordament but like the kind of weird panicky high you get while playing Space Team is much more interesting to me, so it's worth seeking out groups to play it. It's great. But, yeah. Space Team. Okay. Space Team. So I guess my number 10? Yep. My number 10 was Dust and Elysian Tale. I really wish I played this. It looks like it would have made my top 10 if I had. I I was enjoying what I was playing, too, so... Yeah, I think, John, you would quite like the combat. It's Mm. pretty combo-heavy. Well, what I I played at PAX, or E3, sorry, made me want to get it. But for some reason, I just haven't been playing my 360 much lately. Hmm, sure. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I really like the look of it. Um, Kind of like everything looks almost like hand-painted, similar, I guess, a little bit to Braid, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, um, and yeah, it's just... uh, 
you get loot, you uh, you're leveling up, you're leveling up all your abilities, and you get a lot of cool um, special attacks and stuff, like mm-hmm. lightning strikes and big, like entire field explosions you can cause, and it, yeah, it's just it's just quite a bit of fun. The writing is pretty good. The voice acting was also quite good, and the, yeah, the story is definitely interesting to go through. So that's number nine, number ten. From what I've seen, I can confirm like pretty much everything you just said. But all right, great, Nathan, yeah. seal of approval. Good job, good job, Sean. All right, Paul, number nine, Mark of the Ninja. Um, I guess the reason that's on my top ten is because I kind of don't give a shit about Clay anymore. Like their animation's great. Uh, Shank was okay. I overplayed it. Shank Two was just more of the same. So I kind of was like, I don't really care about this studio. And when I saw Mark of the Ninja's animation, I'm just like, oh, it's just this. So I put it off for a long time. Then I picked it up about a month ago, and I just couldn't stop playing it because it's actually very well made. Like, it's really smooth. Um, it is a tight game. There's a lot of mechanics, but they are tight. Yeah, and, like, the mechanics are borrowed from a lot of other games, but they picked good games to take the mechanics from. And I was actually just surprised that they could do stealth in, like, a 2D side-scrolling type thing effectively. So that's the reason why it's there. Cool. Mainly because it beat expectations. Sure. So now you care about Clay? No, not really. Okay. Have you looked into their Don't Starve? Because that's supposed to be, like, way different. Yeah, like, I've been... It's in my cart for the last week to buy it, but I just don't want to yet. I don't know. Okay. Alright, my number nine is Code of Princess for the 3DS. Okay. If you've played Guardian Heroes, anyone here play Guardian Heroes? Nope. Ooh, I don't think so. I'm just trying to think. What type of game is it? Beat em up. Mm, nah, it doesn't ring a bell in my head. Okay, well the main thing about Guardian Heroes was that it was like a four-player cooperative beat em up. I think it could be up to six players, and this was on the Sega Saturn. Okay. Uh, it's been that's been ported to 360 since, but Code of Princess is kind of like a spiritual successor to that type of gameplay, and it pulls it off really well. You can have up to four people through different 3DSs playing with you to go through story mode, or you can just take on like this ridiculous list of challenges or play verses or whatever. It's it's hard nowadays for a beat 'em up to hold my attention, but this year was actually pretty good for him with Double Dragon Neon and this. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Guardian Heroes, they released an Xbox version of that. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm looking at a screenshot. Yes, I have seen that version, not the original, though. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mentioned the Xbox version. Okay. That's yeah, true. I'm looking it up. It, it, yeah, she's wearing a very small bikini. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the game is very ridiculous. And as far as I know, it's only mentioned once in the game ever. And it's right at the beginning. Code of Princess? Yeah. Like, your main your main character, her name's like Solange Depart... I don't know, it's, it's stupid long. But they're, like, saying, good luck, Code of Princess. And then she goes off to fight, and she meets... The dialogue's really ridiculous, too, which is what I really like. It doesn't... The game doesn't take itself seriously at all, but it makes you think it's going to right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I just right, love cool. games like that. It's really good. Cool. Nathan? Uh, my number nine was Little Inferno. Nice. I, I quite uh, Little liked Inferno, it. Little Inferno was also on my list. Okay. What number was it for you? Number five. Okay. All right. So we can we can talk about it now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. No what spoilers, to really... though. No spoilers. I want to play it. Okay. Um, I do like how their story unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the like the thing we were talking about about sitting in front of the fireplace, like 
I think that was kind of just a, like, oh, yeah, it brought me back to throwing newspapers in my own fireplace. That's mm-hmm. kind of weird. And it also just has, like, a really kind of, like, the saddest sense of humor or something. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's like, like, melancholy is the word I keep using, but it's like, you know, oh, they wrote a funny joke about how I'm about to burn this teddy bear. And then you're just kind of watching this teddy bear burn, and you're just like, this is just horrible. Yeah, it's very dark. <laughs> yeah, like, this yeah. world is in a bad state right now, and that's so weird. Like, it's, but, like just... it's it's not like the people are sad in the world. Like, they're still no. naturally, like, good-humored about stuff, and they talk normally. Well, like, like in, in that same way of, like, the like the series Dinosaurs, the mm-hmm. ending, if you've yeah. seen that. Yeah, where like, it's like, the world, oh, the end of the world. Yeah, like, yeah. the world's really cold, and it's slowly, you know, flickering out, maybe. And yeah. it's really sad, in a way I was not prepared for, and I just was really entranced by it for, like, yeah, like, I just started playing it and just couldn't stop. I, I yeah, played through... that's the exact same thing with me for Inferno. It just grabbed me, yeah. and never yeah. let go. And I wasn't so it's really oh. good in just like one sitting. Yeah, uh, like it, oh, it took me a, two sittings, but yes, it's a long sitting though. But it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I started playing at like one in the morning, and it kept me up. I think yeah. my game probably had four and a half hours on it, but that's because I was like taking my time, yeah, going for more combos and stuff or whatever. But yeah, okay, like yeah, and it it also just has like a few little like I guess the writing, like what writing they managed to put in it, like with just item descriptions and its bit of story was kind of kind of interesting, creative too. Um, I might have like a few quirks with it, but they're kind of late game spoilery stuff, so we won't get into it. But overall, I was really impressed by it. So yeah, music's great too. Yeah, oh, okay. definitely. Yeah, oh, actually, so many yeah. good jingles and everything. Yeah, a lot of a lot of in jokes to other games too, like Super Meat Boy, Henry Hatsworth, and Roll Deep mm-hmm. because same guy. Hey John, someone was saying that they bought the soundtrack for Little Inferno, and it doesn't include the shop music. What? I know. <laughs> That's a travesty right there. That's bad, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Sean, number nine. My number nine, um, somewhat of a late addition, uh, was Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack. Nice, yeah. Uh, this the- is for the Vita. It's a downloadable game. Uh, it's free for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Uh, I kind of played this like uh, on Christmas Eve and finished it Christmas Eve. Um, so that was heartwarming in itself, mm-hmm. but um, it it has like the art style of like Loco Roco with the gameplay of Katamari Damacy, mm-hmm. and um, it's all two D and you're just kind of moving this blob around and eating stuff, and just a lot of the puzzles are just are pretty interesting and creative, and it has the Katamari Damacy part of um, you know I can't get leave this room because there's like a chair in the way, but if I just eat things, eventually I'll just eat the chair and I'll leave the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just get, yeah, you get pretty big and you just eat a lot of stuff and you go to a bunch of really weird environments. Like you end up on the moon and you eat, you eat people and it's, it's just, it's fun and you get this weird magnetism ability and they do some really cool, uh, platforming with the magnetism. Uh, and I just, yeah, had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good game and it was pretty great on the Vita and they have little bonus missions that are completely different where, it plays like the game Labyrinth, like the like the wooden game with the marbles. Oh, oh weird. Wow. Yeah, so you just have to kind of, you know, tilt your Vita around and roll the blob and avoid the holes and stuff, or eat as many things as you can while tilting it. And they're just kind of peppered in there, but they're just like a, a, a nice little twist, and 
it's a yeah pretty good thing. It's I think it's seven bucks normally. I would easily have paid seven dollars for it. But if you do have a Vita and you have a PlayStation Plus, it yeah get it. It's free and it's a lot of fun. If you have a PS3 to uh, the first version of that game, not version, the first part of that game, Tales from Space about a blob is on that too for PS3. Yes, yeah, this is a sequel, but there's no like story. Right, but like it, I think it has the same like characterization and stuff, the same animation and whatnot. I remember sure. that one being charming. I don't have a Vita, so I would assume it's just as charming though. Yep. Paul, you're number eight. Slender. What? <laughs> no, nice. I I I had thought about doing that too, but okay. Yeah. I'll tell you why Slender's on here. Um. It was at a culmination point for me this last year where, like, I started looking more seriously into indie games. Uh, it's, and it revitalized, like, I don't know how closely you were in the online indie game community, but it revitalized this whole, like, indie horror movement that happened. And, uh. Well, it definitely pe- prompted us to look into those experimental horror games and stuff, but. Yeah, like, like, a lot of people were doing a lot of interesting things in a minimalistic style the same way Slender did because they saw that you don't need to have like a creepy monster and stuff you just have to have a kind of scary idea and work with that so it kind of was like a motivational piece for a lot of indie developers and just other than that it's the first game in a while that like even though it didn't give me too many jump scares like it used my own brain against me and like psyched me out a lot while playing it so I can approve of that notion. Good job. We wrote about it. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, to me, while yes, it did kind of bring back the horror movement, I don't find Slender scary. You played it in a room with three other people. I played it at night with headphones on and a completely dark room the I first time. I still would have felt the same. I feel I, like I, I would have still know. felt the same. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it would have scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I can't play alone, so that's, you know... I tried, I just don't like it. And as a little, like, side note, anecdote or whatever, um, when Nathan was playing it, he was the most vocal and swearing (laughs) I have ever heard. (laughs) That's true. I got pretty upset. It's, it's, it's a mean game. I don't know. But, it was pretty funny. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. was one of the best nights ever. Well, there's those tanks, right? And that one time he got me. And well, I just remember, it's like, then. oh, great, the last one's on the fucking tanks. <laughs> it's like, oh, great, and stuff, and then he got you, and you freaked out. Yeah, I don't I don't like the way that game does things, but I kind of respect that, too. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. <sighs> David Lynch stuff, kind of, a little bit. Is it's John next? I can't yep. remember. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight for me is Paper Mario Sticker Star. Okay. So you ended up, overall, quite enjoying it. That was on my list of like, okay, what games were were good this year? And I li- made a huge list, and I think that was the first one I cut. Cause, <laughs> man, fuck that game. Why? And it's stupid, like, did you know you needed to use this exact sticker? Well, you didn't? Well, how come you didn't read our minds? You know what? <laughs> Idiot. That, to be honest, that's kind of why it made my list, because it's a Nintendo game that doesn't hold your hand. Yeah, but instead of holding your hand, it like hits you with your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Stop punching yourself. Stop punching yeah, yourself. That's exactly what it does. <laughs> so I'll be upfront. I actually just finished the game today. Okay. Uh, 
but no, I enjoyed it. Like you can you can try figuring out like the shortcuts to fights, and there's always hints in the fights, or you can just kind of power through it. And I like the ability to just have like okay, there's an easy way and a hard way. I'll I'll do whatever works better for me. And a lot of things Glad are clever, like it. the the Bowser Junior fight, where if you just use the tail to bounce back spikes, it's easier and stuff like that. Yeah. What was that game show? Because that's the best part of that game. Sniff it or whiff it. That's the best part of that game. That was pretty good. There's a lot of like little charming moments to it. I'm kind of bummed out that the majority of the characters are just generic toads, but when they do something other than generic toads, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Has a great look, I'll say. Yeah. Plus, it, it, yeah, it's a game that made me keep coming back to it. Other Paper Marios aren't always that lucky. I still have to finish Thousand Year Door. <laughs> I like that one. It's got wrestling that, in it. That was a good, but I only I didn't even get to the wrestling point. She bummed me out because I heard that was pretty funny. Nathan, your number eight. Uh, my number eight ended up being Journey, which I did enjoy. But that was kind of the one I was saying had its zeitgeist moment, though, because the main thing I liked about it was that multiplayer component. Totally. And that is now gone, kind of, because no one's playing it anymore. Because why would oh, they? Are they really not? No. Well, it's like a 90-minute thing. Like, the odds of you playing at the exact same time as someone else now is just kind of low. So but there's got to be at least a, a few other people. And I, fi- I figure with all the stuff it's getting from Game of the Year, it's probably getting more people than ever right now. May- maybe, but I-, I don't know. It's just, like, I know, like, John and Paul's experience replaying it, like, it w- th- there was nobody there. Which, oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, I like I don't know. Just that that component of it, of, like listing the people you kind of ran into over the course of your journey and how you kind of just had a positive experience because you weren't communicating in a normal way. Yeah. That was a real cool thing. And I also... Yeah, I will say quickly, uh, this is my number five, so I'm way into journey. Okay. Um, I And I guess just, like, gameplay-wise, like, I like that it's kind of like a 90-minute movie-length experience and, like, yeah, the mechanics are kind of simple, but it just the music and the, like, the surfing, specifically. Yeah. It's like, there's so just, good, right? There's some good, really just high high watermarks in that game that I that I really really had a good time. I, I with, will so. say the I did enjoy the surfing part of Journey, but like yeah, that overall it just did not hit the same notes it seemed to hit with you guys. Yeah, that that was the high point for me definitely, but I I still you know some of that later stuff I still found interesting like climbing that snowy mountain and all that stuff. So right, and I really like after that snowy mountain when everything's just super happy again. Like, mm-hmm. I just, like, it's uplifting, and you're just like, yeah, look at me, I'm I'm basically flying. This mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. I found that just the, like, I, I interpreted that ending as, like, you died, so I wasn't as stoked, maybe, but <laughs> I, I found kind of... I don't know, but of, so happy, you ma- it seems like you made it. I guess. I, I was just, I, I don't know. It was more just, like, thoughts on the afterlife and stuff is what stemmed out of that, but it, sure. it was still interesting to see. Um, and yeah, I don't know, just, I haven't, I, I liked Flower and all that, but it, it was kind of nice to see that game company get more attention, and I picked up that on-disc version, and I'm curious about going through with, like, is there developer commentary type stuff, or? I have no I, idea. Okay, I, I want to look through some of those bonus features. Journey's one of the few games I've played through twice, so, all you know, definitely because it's so short and easy to do, mm-hmm. but I hardly ever play anything twice, so. That tells you something. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I just kind of a neat, unique thing. But yeah, and you can fly. You can like float around. It was fun. Scarves. I'll stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number eight game was Fez, so we can move on. Okay. Okay. Paul. Uh, my number seven is Binary Domain. 
I just finished playing this game. I know, so I thought yeah, you might chime in with something. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Rachel sucks. <laughs> Rachel's yeah. just not very present as a character. Yeah, which is she's kinda just weird. useless, and yet I didn't. I wasn't able to get her achievement for being best friends. Well, I don't want to be her friend at all. Yeah. Um, I guess okay. quickly. She's why, also ugly. I guess quickly why it's on my top ten. Um, basically. Well, you gotta throw low. Jeez. I, I got it for free. Kind okay. of. Okay. It was part well, you of bought a, it in that Sega bundle. In the Sega collection, and it was just kind of one of the footnotes in there that I didn't really care about, but then I decided to install it anyways. And I had heard and seen that it looked like a Gears of War type clone, like a third person cover based shooter with squad mechanics and that whole sort of thing. And, yeah. um,. I was kind of in the mood for, like, Gears of War, so I was like, I'm going to try this out, and I was kind of blown away by the personality the game has, and a lot mm-hmm. of the things it does right really feels quite good. Like when Shooting you're, apart those robots when you're shooting, really Yeah, the fact that you don't actually kill the robots, you just kind of disintegrate them until they're no longer a threat is kind of yeah. great. Um, the story kind of hooks you pretty early on with this whole idea of the hollow children. So you're like, oh, yeah, the story was definitely not bad, and I liked the twist. And I... um, even just like the squad banter and stuff, there was a very natural kind of friendly comedy that they were doing as well that I mm-hmm. enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, I I did have some issues with my headset, but that's kind of immaterial to the actual written stuff. Yeah, Paul, did you play through with the voice stuff? I didn't. No. Okay, I did. I played... I, I liked that stuff in theory, but I ended up just like realizing the Bluetooth headset for PS3 is extremely uncomfortable and also really weirdly unreliable because it was just calling people then well, when I wasn't even saying Well, anything. I'm going to say I played this game on PC and I had my main desktop PC hooked up to my TV for a while, so I didn't actually have a headset that was easily you, I could easily plug in anyways. Okay, okay. While, like, sitting on the couch with a controller and stuff. So that's, mm-hmm. like, after you play through, like three-fourths of the game without it, there's no reason why you would turn it on at the end. Right. I, I, I guess, like, aside from that weird kind of feature, um, I generally, like, I, I agree with, like, they, they spend a lot of time with character and stuff, and that that's that definitely a noble thing. I, I just found there was a point in the game where the characters I liked left, yep. and they're just like, hey, here's your boy Shindo. Yeah, here's your British like, dudes. And I was like, Shindo, yeah. who's that? Shindo, oh, yeah. he's a horribly voice-acted, underwritten character that you're going to spend a couple hours with. And that's where I got really annoyed. Because it was just... And then it ends again. Like, it kind of gets it back later again. But it was just like, why is this section here? Like, it's just corridor crawling with Shindo. Yeah. And that was not... That was not the best part of that game. I think it I kind of... Did you like the robot? Like, the French robot? I K- did, but... Yeah, yeah he kind of... Like, again, characters I liked left for a while when mm. I wanted to hang out with them more, and it was kind of weird the way they did that. But, and like, I guess my one biggest issue though is like this game still has like a few weird hallmarks from like stuff I don't like. Specifically, there's a, a elongated turret sequence that I found just terrible. Yep. Um, like where you're you're in that mech or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just in a courtyard stomping on stuff essentially for like that was 10 the minutes. worst part of the game. Yeah. Um. But more importantly, like just that weird kind of the cutscene world is different than the game world moments. Like it's like, oh, like a cutscene bullet is really dangerous, Sean. Watch out for those. 
Because they'll, they'll oh, get you. Okay. Oh, you just mean, like, plot convenience bullets. Yeah, like, it's just like, we've been getting shot at a bunch. Why does this one matter? Like, th- there was a moment or two that did that, and then, like, wrestling away control from you, kind of, like, I wouldn't yeah. do that, Dan. What are you doing? But they But then it's also kind of weird, because there's one part in particular I'm thinking of where Big Bo does something, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's totally dead. But it's like, no, he's fine. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. Yeah, like, there, there, there are the weird things... I found with this game is uh, at the end you have your there's like a big choice about what to do with the twist. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty interesting if they let me choose because I honestly don't know what I would do. I'm kind of on the fence between yeah whether totally. I should pull the trigger or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the game the game decides for you. Yeah, they didn't like, go. Oh, well, I guess that was convenient, but Whereas, that would have actually been interesting if you made me choose. They didn't go yeah, all like, the way with that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I thought they made the choice I definitely wouldn't have made, and I was, like, I was so pissed at the game for, like, a minute, and then it was just like, okay, never mind, they they wrote themselves out of that corner they almost painted themselves into, but that could have been handled a little differently, but anyway. And that game kind of intrigued me at one part, where it's just, like, a flashback to his childhood, and it's like, okay, I need to see what happens in this story now, because there's actually thought put into this character. Mm-hmm. And then it was a little bit of thought, but we should move on. Okay, okay. But, like, generally I, I did appreciate a lot of things about the game, and I like me some dumb sci-fi, and it definitely does that. Yeah, totally. And it's the robots. dumb sci-fi Gears of War. That's why it's number sure. seven. Okay. All right. Wait. Who's next? Should be me. Okay, okay. New Super Mario Brothers. you. All right. Gross. You say gross? Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> but dude, the, there's classics in that series, man. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like, I'll get behind you if you want to say gross to new Super Mario Brothers. I'm kind of, I'm sick of the name. I'll say that. Yeah, the name, the name itself. I was is sick of that name like, the name the second time they used it. Yeah, it should not have been used twice. Totally. It should have ended right there. Yep. How about? Let me say it. How about another two times? <laughs> Damn it, Nintendo. Uh, this, in my opinion, is the best of the new, new Super-, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> 3DS. That's that's called New Super Mario Bros. 2. New Super right. Mario Brothers Wii U 2. <laughs> I, yeah. I hope they do and don't do that. I kind of hope they do that. Or they just go New Super Mario Bros. Wii 2. And it's on the Wii U, right? No, so you're saying that's what this one was? Oh, I, see oh, I guess what that is did. what this yeah. one would be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This, in my opinion, is the best of the new Super Mario Brothers games. Uh, no, it's that first one, because then that was enough. <laughs> Name-wise, yes, but... No, I, I can't do... really speak to that. I, I only played through the first two or three worlds, but... Yeah. Okay. Stages are really well done. Um, it's got a better difficulty balance, in my opinion, than the other ones. Uh, zoomed out more for four-player multiplayer, which is both good and bad. It makes it harder to kill people, but it's easier to get through stages. If harder to kill people is the bad. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You've never played a Mario game with me, Paul. I'm sorry. Oh, there will be a day. You will there regret will those words. I don't know. I played I played Mario when everyone else around me was drunk, and my girlfriend was trying to stop me with like the... <laughs> appearing blocks. It was quite entertaining. She was trying to stop you. You can't yeah, she stop was, me. She was basically she took the the Wii U gamepad and put blocks in front of our way so we'd get trapped on the corner and die. Yeah. So uh-huh. her, her job was just to kill us. Yeah. 
And it actually makes the game really fun when you do that. I could see that for sure. Antagonistic Mario Bros. Yeah, it makes it makes the progress incredibly slow. But see, man, I feel is like it fun. The lamest person because like I've I've always been playing this two players, and it's always just one person is helping me win the level. <laughs> That's kind of what I did too, and it was okay. like yeah, now this like, is even easier. This is so easy. Why are I'm we the most playing boring this? Person, I have 86 lives. Like, yeah, I, see, yeah. I'm lucky that everyone I play games with is a total asshole. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I've always played those games antagonistic. So maybe we should get Mario yeah. 3D Land is so good. <laughs> it is a good game, but I like being assaulted by my friends. Apparently, okay. So I can this facilitated like some fun gameplay. <laughs> I've, I've heard that about you. Uh, my copy's just sitting there, so if we can facilitate some sort of much more enjoyable way to play this game, I'm I'm down for it. Yeah, if we you go and just get together one night and just see if we can have an antagonistic Mario Brothers game, I'd be down should, for it. We should do that because yeah, it's getting dusty. But <laughs> all right, Nathan, <laughs> all right, so that's number, number seven. My number seven um is Mass Effect Three, which I liked that game. Despite its weird issues, I guess. And All right, this is my number two. That's my number okay. five. Okay, good. Not I, on I, my list. So we're together on this one to to some degree. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure okay, where so to John, place let it me on tell my you list. About the ending. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I, if anything, it, just briefly in relation to the ending, I'm more disappointed by the stuff they seem to have taken out since the controversial beginnings of this whole story. They retroactively destroyed what I liked about the ending. Yeah, like, yeah. the ending was dark and did weird things that I liked, whereas now it seems like they kind of softened that blow, which is really weird to me. But immaterial from that, like, this was definitely a catalyst for a lot of conversations this year about games and endings and, like, being true to your fans and story writing and all sorts of stuff. But mm-hmm. on top of that, like, they did finally get the gameplay right. Like, that's a just basic thing. Where right, that's mainly my thing, because, it. like, mm-hmm. it's so high on my list, because if we're talking about, like, ending stuff, I don't care, I I do not care, I had a lot of fun with this game. Totally. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer was really great. Totally. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I was like, really I, I just, surprised. Like, I love the Mass Effect universe, and even though, sure, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my Mass Effect 2 guys, but I already had a game with them, and I got some new guys, and I just love being in there and talking to people, mm-hmm. and I just... I just love that universe. It's like it's it's, it's my Star Wars, I guess. So yeah, that's and the, the space universe I like. Like yeah. I read these books. I want to read these comics. Yeah, you and should it, read like the comics. By the way, they're really good. Yeah, I have the first trade. But... Yeah, there's like three or four of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just there's still a slickness to the presentation in this one that they finally like hit on every in every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'm if, if there's like a few cur- like kind of questionable things, like the DLC stuff they did with uh, Javik or whatever, what's his name? Specifically. Yep, Javik. Javik, yeah. Yeah, like, I just, I, like, maybe felt a little down about that because it's like, oh, I just bought this new game, let's go. Wait, I'm missing part of it? What do you mean? Oh, you had to pay $10? Like, that kind of business tactic stuff seems kind of gross, but sure. this far away from it now, like, it might also just be like, a way of looking back at that franchise, and I picked up that trilogy collection, and I'm I'm very key, keen to play it again and go through all those. So yeah, that's a solid franchise, fine, like decent ending in a lot of ways. And right. I'll let I'm you still guys... planning on playing the uh, Omega DLC because I haven't played that yet. And I want neither. to. Yeah. Now like... I'll, I'll ask this question here now because I'm always curious. Having seen how all the things that happened in Mass Effect 
three compared mm-hmm. to like the rest of the series. Do you still recommend I go through the entire series? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The second one is the best one, so I would I would go through all. Let of them. me put it this way: you never forget your first time in Mass Effect, so the first one's a good way to do that to get like acclimatized to what you're gonna be doing. The second one is just a better game in general, and then the third one is the closeout act. That's kind I'm, of I'm more on the side of how I feel with Assassin's Creed, where the first one you kind of need to muscle through for uh... mechanics and story stuff. See, the first one though is also the most like ambitious gameplay wise. But in there's some ways. so many low points. There there's yeah, but it's like the awkward first steps of the franchise in a way. But right. they're, they're, so they're saying and whereas they get it so right in the second one, like Assassin's Creed but two. By kind of great. trimming stuff, right? Yeah. So Well for completionist the first one's really annoying. It tapped into a bad O C D part of me and the side stuff is not good. The, the side game. stuff is very bland, but yeah. I don't know. The, that first game still does have a lot of good qualities, though, so I'd, I'd still recommend mainlining it. Specifically, if you can play it not on the Xbox 360, because the frame rate is extraordinarily terrible. Um, Yeah. <laughs> PC or something. I started at the second one, and I went back to the first one, and I'm happy, so that might be something worth doing. Um, but yeah, that's Darren, awesome. is, that's a good story. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. I'd recommend the first one, but again, don't play it the way I played it. Is that okay? Does that work? Okay. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk more about Mass Effect though, since it charted higher on yours? Or I kind of, I kind of said my things. So I just, just really fun time with it. So, okay. I have a fully written review. So okay. So check out Pixel Response. So okay. That, yeah. that yeah. That's 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 not seven. What's next? Should we show on seven? It's, I'm, I thought it was the last one for seven. Or did everyone already do their seven? Yeah, because Nathan's third. Oh, okay. I'm so confused. All right, as long as someone gets this. Borderlands 2 is my seventh game of the year. It is my sixth. Cool. Okay. Very cool. Um, I guess it is Borderlands 1, but I but Borderlands, the first one, was my game of the year for that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really like Borderlands, and I've been kicking myself for not having finished... Um, the first bit of D- the first DLC so far, I really want to go back and play that. Um, and I only did a little bit of it, but yeah, it's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of crazy side quests in there that you know, I, it was just kind of like one night I got a group of random people and we played like four hours straight of it and just did some crazy arena fights. And I enjoy the new characters, specifically the sirens, pretty great, just freezing people. And yeah, it's just this is exactly what I want, except you know, claptrap is still terrible. Siren for life. Yeah, Siren's the best. Can I oh. can I say going into Borderlands 2, I was afraid I wouldn't find anything that matched up with how much I enjoyed playing as Brick. Mm-hmm. And then finding uh El- or Salvador. Salvador, yeah. Oh man, I The Gunzerker? The Gunzerker. I am so glad that I found something that just matched up with that. They did a good job introducing new characters and still making everyone kind of feel like the first game so you didn't feel uncomfortable, but different enough that it was still fresh. Exactly. Yeah. The writing yes. even seemed better this time around, too. Anthony Birch, yo. Damn. <laughs> Actually, wait. Is... is it, it, Maybe I'm thinking of the second DLC. What's the first piece of DLC that came out for the season pass? It was the booty one, wasn't it? Scarlet, yeah. Okay, that is the first one. And there's, is there a second one already out for there's the like, season pass? There's yeah, another... it should it should have come out December, I think. Yeah, there's another one this next week. Yeah, so yeah. I need to play that first DLC still. Because I have this season pass, so... Yeah. 
Okay, so six for Paul? Yes. Trials Evolution. Nice. Um, I mean, I don't really know what I can say about Trials Evolution. It's the perfect game that you throw whatever music on you want. I throw on podcasts personally or like talk radio type stuff. And I just sit and play for like four hours straight. It's that game. Podcasting games are always pretty great. It's the game that when I'm bored, like in between the games of the this year that where there was nothing, I would just look through my list and I would always click on that one if I was aimlessly looking for something to play. Cool. So, John. Uh, I, I really wish I could have fit it on my list, honestly. I really enjoy Trials. Mm-hmm. All right, my number six was Borderlands 2. So, Nathan, what's your number six? Uh, my number six, uh, this is kind of a bit of a weird one, but, I mean, pa- Paul got to put Far Cry on, so Zombie U. I didn't finish it, but I really enjoyed what I played so far. So Why is that a weird one? Because <laughs> yeah, we didn't finish our respective games. Right, that's why I didn't put Gravity Rush on mine. What, I, have, yeah, I have at least one or two games on my list I didn't finish, but I played enough to get a good feel for them. Uh, okay, well, okay, whatever. Good. It's your personal list. You can do whatever but, you want. I felt okay. a little weird about it, but, but now then Trials Evolution, I haven't gotten 100% on every track. Yeah, no. Yeah, if you've played a track, you more or less have the idea of Trials. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's personal um, list. You can do whatever you want. I personally like to finish my games. Okay. Have you met yeah. me? <laughs> no, I, I got it. That's just a, just a good reason we're doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zombie U, I felt, was the most interesting thing so far that showcases the motion control. I've said that on the regular episode a bunch of times. Um, but also, yeah, it takes a lot from the Demon Souls games. It's first person, though, and it's set in modern city stuff. And for some reason, I just found that more like compelling to go back. I don't know. Maybe it's a little easier, too. I'm not sure. but Literally uh, go back because your character just died, right? Yeah, I've lost a lot of characters, <laughs> like ten of them, but I I just like how high stakes that game is. It is not really compromising, and there's also a lot of weird, sort of bringing me back to Dead Rising 1, like, kind of online challenge type stuff, like survival mode type business, where you're just more concerned with living in this crazy environment, so I liked a lot of things about it. And Are you still planning on going back and finishing it? Yes, yes, most definitely. Cool. Um, it is just a stressful kind of experience, but that's what makes it kind of great. So yeah, Zombie U, the best thing on that system so far, maybe? Yeah. I could see an argument being made for that. Yeah. It's still the only Wii U game I picked up I haven't played. It's it's right. worth a look. I, I wish the melee combat was better. I am of that opinion as well as many others, but... You know, it's the first time for this franchise and everything, so it's it's still a pretty pretty interesting. Technically, debut. yeah. Well, that zombie is it actually is a remake, remake of that related? Old one? No, I don't not. think it. It actually is. The I team think said it's not. Well, I think so. technically it is. There was a uh, Ubisoft in like the late '80s put out a PC game called Zombie. Yeah, I know. I think it's just they took the name. I don't think it's they a took sequel. the name. That's why. It's... That's why I said technically. Is it like Spec Ops: The Line? Is that really a sequel to those other Spec Ops games? Spec Ops games? I don't know. Not I really. Part of the no, there was another Spec Ops games. Yeah, it was like budget shooters. That yeah, I I don't know. Whatever doesn't matter. This this one's good. Number John. six. All right, I'm after Nathan. Okay, uh, number six. So this was the most recent entry in. This is what kicked Mark of the Ninja off. Forza Horizon. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. It climbed up um, high too. Jeez. Yeah, no, I'm. I enjoy Forza Horizon quite a bit. It, so I don't like f- simulation racing, but they made this one pretty arcadey, 
and it's just it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, the online's great. They it has online challenges. It does. There's not a ton of them. I think there's maybe like thirty, and for the most part, they're just drive here, everyone go here, and then drive over here, or everyone drive really fast past this speed thing. There's nothing like everyone do a barrel roll at the same time. Um, but they do have those online challenges, which is great. And I felt the rage of, why are you starting a free roam if you're not doing online challenges? You're not even at your Xbox. You've been away for 15 minutes. Why are you hosting this game? That's what that Twitter message was about. I was wondering yeah, about that. Right? Like, I'm like, I'm starting my own thing. It's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make all these challenges and everyone's gonna have a fun time and I'm gonna be a great host. No one joins my game. So I was like, okay, I will join someone else's game. Ho- whoever's hosting it hasn't been on their Xbox for 15 minutes. What are you doing? Why are you wasting my time? I hate you. <laughs> wow. So very much. So passionate emotions were elicited by yeah. this game. Yeah, and j- just like Burnout Paradise, that game infuriated me because people are terrible. <laughs> Alright? No, so Don't play great. games with me if you're an awful specimen of a human. Anyway, so you liked it's it. a lot of fun. The game doesn't look amazing, but it is stylish as hell with the lighting and like the sunsets and they got fireworks going. I quite enjoy the soundtrack for the most part. I wish I could have skipped songs, but I understand they're trying to set it up as like a radio. Um, and unfortunately, it's it's not a playground like Burnout Paradise is. It's more of a park. That's the metaphor I'm going to stick with where you can there's a lot to do in there, but there's not a lot of crazy things to do in there. But still finding like smashes and finding hidden cars and stuff all over the place is just a lot of fun. I will say, however, the final race you do is garbage and it was like the I actually I really was like I'm going to beat this. I'm going to on normal and I had to put it on easy because the whole game does a really good job of not having shitty rubber banding AI, and for some reason, they have terrible ones on that final race. That final race is like 15 minutes long, for some reason. Which is insane. So, I tried it twice on normal, and I was like, that's it, I don't know where you're getting this giant speed boost uh, final opponent, but I have to put on easy now. So that kind of soured the last moments, which was a bummer, but I really enjoyed Forza Horizon, like, 99% of the time. Paul's next. Uh, my five is Mass Effect 3. Nice. We don't need to talk about it again. No. It's okay. Sean? <laughs> uh, Wait. Mine? Okay. Well, come down. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Sean. I'm confused. I don't know how this circle's working. It goes I... Paul, Paul, John, Nathan, Nathan Sean. Okay. Yeah. My number five. As long as one of us gets it. Yeah. Mine was Little Inferno. So, okay. we've already talked about it. Nathan, you're number five. Uh... Spelunky HD edition. Um, I knew that was on there. Yeah, just this was the thing that made roguelike type experiences make sense to me. Like, there were a couple good ones this year. Um, but yeah, this one was the first and most profound, I think, for me. Um, and also just brought me back to like weird co op platforming memories from like the NES era, specifically with a game called CJ, which I don't know if you guys have played. Do you play as elephants? And nope. okay, I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's it's not really similar in terms of like the way it's structured or anything. It's more just like the level of challenge is so stupid considering its cute look or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's that weird contrast where it's just like, oh, I'm this fun Indiana Jones adventure guy with a goofy nose, but that game will murder you like horribly over and over again. And despite that, I found it really really great, and I still haven't beaten it, but I've gotten really far, and I still want to play it. So. What's yeah. your damsel in distress of choice? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> the dude is so funny. 
that there's yeah. a dude. So I just have it on cycle, but I always chuckle when the dude shows up. It's, it's great. So that one, it's the weirdest one. But yeah, the dogs are All okay right. too. And uh, my number five, sticking with the trend of skipping number fives, was Journey. So okay. Paul. Uh, four is Resident Evil Revelations. Yes. What that, is that? That is my number three. All right. This is the. What is this? Uh, it's the 3DS one, right? Yeah, yes. it's the 3DS one. It's basically a nice return to form for Resident Evil that hasn't been around since the latter half of Resident Evil 4. Yeah, let's put it this way. Three Resident Evil games came out this year. This was the best one. Okay. It's really good, though. That's not saying... Wait, six? Yeah. No, yeah. One. First oh, off, it's the Rec- first one you can walk and shoot at the same time. Raccoon yeah, City. That's and not... it didn't ruin didn't, didn't ruin the horror aspect by doing that. Walking and shooting isn't a thing for me. Uh, the big thing is, I, like, the first Resident Evil, and to a certain extent the second one, and definitely parts of the fourth one, I like that claustrophobic feeling you get when you're just in one confined area and you're just kind of having to explore this whole area with monsters kind of, like, in the hallways sort of thing. Like, I don't like the, like, almost Diablo 2 feel where you're going across a large distance. So that's mm-hmm. why I didn't like a lot of uh, 3, because you're just kind of trying to get out of the city, so you're visiting a whole lot of different places and that whole sort of thing. But, yeah, I don't know. It's so good. So claustrophobia... Inducing. No, it it does bring back like the slow pacing. It feels like a classic game, but it added a lot of stuff with the more common ones. Like, uh, was, I forget, was there inventory limitation on this one? Yes. Well, oh, dude! Like, this was one of the games where if you weren't searching every room with your little scanning device, you wouldn't have ammo ever. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I kept doing it all the time, so I had the same thing. I always had ammo on hand. Did you guys play with the extra circle pad? Uh, no. I have it, and I tried it at one point, and it, it is better, but I've been playing it mostly without. Okay. No, I play uh, without, because I like, I like the feeling of having to stop, aim, and shoot, because it adds this certain, like, uncertainty, like a risk-reward thing, like, where can I stop and take aim, so I don't like the moving and shooting thing. Paul, did you play the riot mode at all? I haven't, no. Oh, man, you should. It's actually really fun. They'll, you'll go through, like, the traditional stages, but they'll change out the enemy layout, they'll be more aggressive. And they have levels, so the higher leveled up they are, the more powerful they are, but you get better loot from them. So you're looting, trying to get new weapons. Okay. So they, they basically made, like, a loot version of the, like, a quick run-through stage, and you're ranked on how you play through it, and you get points based on how fast you go through it. It's so it's, it's like, a, the, it's most it's like a mercenaries mode, kind of? Kind of, but, like, there's an actual ending to the stages instead yeah. of just survival. Yeah. I think there might actually be mercenaries in it as well. I forget. Okay. Hmm. But, but yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. You can play it online as well, I believe, with like either two or four player co-op. Yep. And they have this street pass thing where like you, you gave get the missions and you gave me ammo one time yeah. coming over and just I think like that, that the more times you meet you, the, the higher ammo you get or the higher item you get. I think every now and then when I pass my girlfriend, I get like magnum ammo. Yeah. And like a bunch of herbs. You gave me handgun ammo, you cheap bastard. You, you gotta meet me a bunch more times. I don't want to meet you. Well, that's your own fault. Well, sorry, briefly, what characters does this involve? Jill, uh, Valentine, and uh, Chris, and then their respective different partners yeah. that are new to the game. So, so it's, in it's five, the first they int- one kind of... Yeah, so, so in 5, they introduced the BSAA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is actually a BSAA side story, essentially. This is 
uh, a bunch of the missions they've gone on. And supposedly, uh, it also ties into six. I forgot about how the tie-in. I think it has something to do with Chris. I could see okay. That. But yeah, like, because I, I haven't played six, but I remember seeing a bit where they hint back. There's shots of revelations in six pointing out, like, something happens to Chris that happens in six as well. Yeah. Okay. But it's not a critical enough thing that you need to play it to understand six. But it sounds like it was better than that anyway, so... Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I haven't... The, a lot of people seem to be leaning six, towards so. that. Six has six has some moments. I Like, if you have a 3DS, this is a game you should try. Definitely. No thanks. What? He doesn't like scary games. Oh. That's okay. Alright. Also, I haven't played any Resident Evil, so... No, yeah. I this don't know the if perfect place to start. No. no. I'm just joking. Not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, number four for me is Theatrhythm Final Fantasy. Woo. I finally got to at least see this game. It seems neat, but... It's really fun. I've I've actually enjoyed it a lot. It takes a lot for a rhythm game to grab me, but this one really did. Like, just a unique take on all that uh, Well, it, it plays similar to Lead Feed Agents. Mm-hmm. Like, the the way the slashing moments are. There are three different types of gameplay. There's events, or what do they call them? Like, drama plays, where they'll show cutscenes showing the story of that specific Final Fantasy game you're playing. And, like, it loops around kind of like an EBA. Uh, there's field missions where you have to... Your meter's, like, gliding up and down. You have to control how it how it moves along and do the slashes. Uh, and then there's battle mode where you have your four characters. And they will use specific attacks or magic moves depending on what you have equipped to them. Uh, their level will also make them do more damage. There's stats you can adjust. And there's items you can use to adjust the stats as well. Uh, specific items you can attach that... Uh, you have a health meter, so you can actually fail. So the higher level your characters are, the easier it is for you to survive more difficult songs. Uh, there's random loot drops when you defeat certain enemies. It's it's a Final Fantasy rhythm game, and it is done <laughs> incredibly well. Right. It's kind of cool. the most entertaining it, Final it is, Fantasy It product. is Final Fantasy as a rhythm game, yeah. Nice. Do they still put out songs, or did they stop? Uh, I think they put out like 30 songs or something stupid, and that should have been it. Okay. They were going like four songs a week or something like that. Okay. I don't know. If you like rhythm games or if you like Elite Agents, I highly recommend it. Nathan? Sorry, I was trying to think of dumb ways to transition, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Frog Fractions, yo. Frog Fractions. Number four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm hey, I'm glad you like it. That's a weird I, game. I have. What is Frog Fractions? I'm still not sure, even from when you guys mentioned it earlier. Dude, just okay. play it. For- you should yeah, play. Yeah, just, just search Frog Fractions. It's like twenty minutes long. Well, it's like depend- two hours long. Well, it depends on you. That's it's not kind two of hours depend- long. It's- well, it's two hours long if you don't get it. So yes, I've spent two hours with it. Okay, it depends on you. It kind of like like I was saying before. It has a lot of gameplay variety in it that caters to kind of a knowledge of a specific era of games, which John will totally get. Like, yeah, I think he'll get a lot out of it. And it just has a great sense of humor, uh, reminds me of a bunch of kind of weird, disparate comic things, like from Douglas Adams to Monty Python or whatever. It's just weird. Um, and I also just like that it's an extremely small team, it's a Flash game, and it's really neat. It captured the public imagination of many. Um, and we talked to Jim Crawford. And we did talk to Jim Crawford. I'm going to release that this week, by the way. Who's Jim Crawford? He's Twinbeard. He's the guy who made this game. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, that's the, stay tuned for conversations about that and just other things. 
Um, but yeah, it's a really neat, small game that showcases a lot of cool things that I liked. So, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything I, like that I haven't already said in other venues about it. Um, I it, it would all kind of hinge on that discovery moment, and if John hasn't played it, I want him to see it. So, we'll Love move on. I, I've not played it. I'll I'll load it up. I I didn't realize it was a flash game, so it started loading when I did a Google search. Okay. 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 Uh, my number four. Speaking of John's rhythm games, is Rhythm Heaven Fever. Yeah. Nice. I didn't play Early. it enough to put it on my list, but it would have made it otherwise. Yeah, I to be fair, I didn't beat it, but I'm on the very last thing, which is just insane. I forget if I beat it. I I I tend I, to. Play I don't think you did. Probably not, but I I like those those that series. Yeah, no, it's great. Nothing really grabbed me. I had a lot of fun. I still maintain that that badminton one is like the best one. Okay. But the re- the wrestling interview is also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just great music. Wonderful look, uh, g- great price point. I think it came out at thirty bucks. Yeah, and I'm really glad that the Wii went out with a bang. That was the last hurrah for that thing. Yep. So. After that, I did not plug my Wii in anymore, <laughs> uh, and I feel pretty confident about that. So that it's a it, yeah, just a lot of fun. Didn't that come out in like January of this last year? It was really early, somewhere around really there, early, late yeah. January probably. So pretty crazy that I have a Wii game on this list. We'll say that, and it's so high. But yeah, Rhythm Heaven Fever well, is just a lot of fun. Keep in mind, this year uh, Xenoblade also came out. That that's I, actually a game I, me- I regret not playing because one of my friends will not absolutely shut up about the game. Yet another oh, addition to the pile of shame. I forgot yep. about that. Uh, so yep, yeah, uh, Paul. Okay, number three, Cart Life. Number three. Okay. Um. Huh. I was waiting hey. for you to pipe up. Uh, I know, I know what it is on your list, probably. Yeah, that's 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 Nathan's game of the year. So, do you want to talk about Cart Life? Cart Life. Cart Life is an extraordinary bit of. Yeah, business. you were gone for a couple weeks, John, but this is Nathan's new thing. <laughs> this is the new thing. Um, it, it it just got nominated for a bunch of IGF awards. Um, sorry, Paul, you have the soapbox though, so go, and I will pitch in a lot. Okay. Um. <laughs> The weird thing about Cart Life and the reason why it's number three, like, we'll describe a little bit more about it together, but the reason why it's number three and not higher is because that game is super stressful to the point where I have to mentally prepare myself to play it. So basically in Cart Life, you take control of somebody's life and they're trying to, like, you're helping them run a small business and basically their whole life Mm-hmm. So, so there's like a Sims-esque level of management going on. But it's crazy how deep this game really goes to the point where, like, you will have to go to the store when the store is still open. Like, the stores and everything close like they would in real life. You have to buy your stock for the next day or whatever, so you have to make sure you have everything. Like, I remember Nathan saying he forgot to buy coffee cups, so his coffee business was screwed the next day. Yeah. And that, like, was, that was a nice, dumb thing that I did. And depending who you play, like, I only played as Andres or Andres or whatever, and he has a cat, mm-hmm. so you have to feed the cat and kind of hide him from your landlord that doesn't allow animals. And you're kind of learning English because you're from the Ukraine as him. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of hard to explain why it's so great. But, like, at the same time, it is super stressful. Well, for me, it's like that 
all of the story beats are directly tied to gameplay that you are involved with. Yeah. Is what makes it interesting to me, because it's just like... The perfect example of a game. Yeah, like, it's it's a pure game in a lot of ways. Though there are some, like, kind of scripted narrative moments, but they're appropriately, like, interspersed throughout the whole thing. And, yeah, like, your success or failure kind of determines what happens to this character, and everything kind of naturally grows out of that. So... It's hard to kind of talk around like the spoilery business that happened at the end of my one playthrough, but it can go really bad, yeah. and it can go pretty good, and it's all dependent on your gameplay, so the game kind of trusts you to manage all of this stuff without ha- holding your hand really at all. Like That I played it poorly taught me a bunch of lessons to play it again better, but I got to see bad things happen yeah. that were my fault, so I got kind of really wrapped up in the narrative in a way I've rarely ever been. And also, I just, I really appreciate that the game's, like, all of its ambitions aren't, like, are just so experimental and different than stuff I've really played. Like, it's like, there's bits and pieces of, like, some games that I've played, like The Sims I already brought up, and, like, Lemonade Stand, I guess, is a classic example, maybe, or, Mm -hmm. like, business management, like, you're managing a store, setting prices and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but that it kind of combines them all and then has all these scripted characters. Like, that was a thing. Paul and I kind of, like, every character you meet lives in that world. So Tim worked at the stand before you got there, and then after he sells it to you, he then works at a different store that you can go run into him at and stuff like that. Like, the world has a small cast of characters, but it feels more alive than a lot of other games just because of that, like, everyone's so carefully considered. So, I was really, really impressed by a lot of it. And yeah, IGF nominee. Did you end up getting to play the bagel guy? I have not yet played the bagel guy, mainly because that is apparently the glitchiest of the three, but I'll check it out. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really, like, I would probably still grant this just on Anders' story alone. That was definitely where I got the most profound stuff out of. But... Yeah, it's just it's it's still admirable to me that he's trying to tell all these different stories in this town. And I guess the structure of it too I really like. The one week constant time pressure that is kind of another like well it's stressful so it might not be fun in the traditional sense, but it kind of is a gameplay notion I've really enjoyed in other things like Dead Rising or Majora's Mask or something like that sandbox but with a time limit. Yeah kind of thing like it's it puts unique pressures on you the player to keep doing stuff and it's it's kind of kind of an interesting experience but similarly yeah it is probably the most stressful game i've played because it's like someone else's life is in your hands in this weird way and the clock is always ticking and the activities are work so yeah kind of weird but it's it's a narrative experience man Totally. Mm-hmm. So John's number three, four? No, no number, John's three. number three. My yeah. three, which was Resident Evil Revelations, which okay. we already talked so about. Nathan's number three. My number three was Super Hexagon. Because that is, I wanted to play that. It's really just I I love how simple it is. Like it's kind of sort of like a Thomas was alone, like super minimalist presentation, or whatever. But just bombastic music, uh, old 
pure gameplay arcade type vibe to it. Like you're always kind of chasing your own best time and the best times of your friends or whatever. But considering just how simple the gameplay is, just left and right, like I've spent many, many, many like a couple, like several hours at this point. But each game lasts like 20 seconds or something. Like it's that's many, many plays of this, and I, well, that's the thing. Do you prefer the PC version or? I think I do prefer the PC version, but that's kind of dependent on your keyboard. So, yeah, I do like it being bigger audio and a bigger screen, though. That makes it a much more crazy trance-like experience. But, yeah, I'm the control is a little relative, but yeah, I guess I'll still say PC. But either way, it's it's just a engaging, addictive little thing that showcases kind of that arcade mentality, I guess, which is something I don't do as much, but I really appreciated it here. So, yeah. And that that was Terry Kavanaugh, the VVVVVV guy, which I like this more than that. I got more pulled into this one. But, yeah. Hexagon! I think you may have said one too many Vs. Yeah. V, v, there's six the of six, them. Six Vs. I think oh, you said seven. Yeah, sorry. I got it wrong. Okay, my number three was Asura's Wrath. Really? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I, I didn't play enough of it to put it on my list. Sure. And I got about halfway. To be fair, I only put maybe six hours into that game on the high end. But uh, Did you see the just... real ending? I did, yeah. I purchased that right afterwards and kept going. Okay, okay. Um, And that only adds like maybe 30 more minutes, 45 if you're having a hard time with the fight, I guess. But, uh... Hmm. Yeah, just it's just something that was always in the back of my head of just being like, I had a lot of fun watching that guy get angry because he gets so angry and like, it's like it's hard to explain just how angry he gets. So like, whatever you're thinking is the angriest someone can be. He got angrier, angrier than Kratos. So much angrier than Kratos. <laughs> really? Yes. It's pummeled. like if, it's like if Kratos was so angry he was he was angry enough to have arms come out of him <laughs> like he just and then another arms. set of arms <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah no azura is the angriest character ever yeah he what's is, he so he angry so about? angry and then those arms okay. are powerful enough so he has gold arms come out of him <laughs> but, all right, but I'm going to say, like, what makes this more than just this was a cool show I watched this year, like, gameplay-wise or whatever? Like, QTEs. Right, I don't more... know. I just, I enjoyed it. And maybe it was the show aspect of it, but it mm-hmm. still counts as a game. And okay. I enjoyed it. If Walking and Dead was... counts as a game, then Azura's Wrath counts as a game. But right. does so... Walking Dead count? Does Heavy so... Rain count as a game? No. We, it's kind of weird because Nathan and I had a little bit of discussion, but yeah. So well, yeah. about that, I'm, I'm but just, that's something a weird, different. Curio. That has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Is, is this a new type of television that has emerged, or is it video games? I don't know. That's not real, but yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Whatever. Okay. So Sir's Wrath's great. Um, yeah, I just had a lot of fun with it. And... I, I do want to briefly like the main psychological hurdle for everybody though was the price. You know, yes. like it's like yep. it's it's a full like why is this like seventy dollars or so, essentially to get the ending and everything? Well, you oh, to with the, the ending, DLC yeah, ending, sure. which is in all respects like you need that to finish it. Apparently, like yeah, you, you do want it. Yeah, you ended up borrowing this, right? So yes, I did. And then I did that kind of remove that stigma from your mind. Like, 
It may have. It may have. But I would and, – and it's hard to recommend this at, a, at any kind of price. It's hard to say 20 bucks and you should get it because maybe just because I enjoyed it so much, I would spend $20. But like it's – I think it's at a, this it's, point, 20 is – like I'm going to see how much it is right now. Like we might be at that point where it's like – yeah, just, I've, oh, I think it's still saying. twenty is still like a sales price. I've been seeing. I think yeah. normally it's thirty or even forty. Okay, I, like on Amazon right now it's twenty four, but regular price MSRP is still sixty. Yeah, but I guess you could also look at this as like, hey, if you want to buy a good anime on DVD, it's like sixty bucks. So that's the case. It is now cheaper than most animes. Yeah, right. It's not as like long, if I want Panning and Stalking season one. Guess what? I, I'm paying more than. Well, that. here's the one downside though. You actually have to pay attention when you're playing Azura's Wrath. That's true. Yeah, but you want to. You definitely want to. Well, I mean, in, in the game sense, yes, but like, you have to be paying like, attention. You can't with put controller. it on the background, I guess. <laughs> with actually, the controller to be fair, mean. you don't oh, man, have the, to. There's a few. There are fighting sections, but when it gets to like the cutscene stuff and the quick time events, it doesn't matter if you're hitting the buttons. You'll just get a bad score, but it'll mm-hmm. still play through. What would be kind of nice if they just literally had like, a, a watch mode for like if you beat the game and you just want to watch everything all over again. That would be kind of cool, because then I could show people, like, hey, you need to see what happens when he stabbed through the moon. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, I just, yeah, I just, every time I think back to it, I have fond memories of just freaking out at how much he's freaking out, and I just, it brings a smile to my face every time. I had a fun time with Asura's Wrath. Good job, Capcom. You did it. Street Fighter DLC. Don't bother. (laughs) Don't bother. But yeah. yeah. I guess. All right. Paul, what's your number two? Number two is FTL faster than light. That was that's kind on of sale the... right now for five bucks. Okay, that was the other roguelike thing this year. I was kind of broadly alluding to, but yeah, yeah, I kind of figured it was on your list, so I didn't want to name drop it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I figured you were thinking that. I was like, I kind of hope he doesn't say it because then I'll yeah, be I like, I... well, we'll talk about that. Don't worry. Yeah, so I didn't, and now we're talking about how we didn't talk about it. So that's there you go. That's meta Mm -hmm. or something. Um, Faster than light or something. It's kind of hard to explain why I like it. I guess I think everybody just has that experience with it, where they kind of create their own story with their own crew and everything, and it's open enough that they just give you a premise where you're trying to warn the Federation that the rebels are coming. So you're kind of jumping around this galaxy and like helping people along the way for currency or that whole sort of thing but they don't give you really much of a story so the story comes from the actual game like there was one instance where i thought i was totally gonna die because this species called mantis or mantids or something they broke into my ship at one point killed two of my crew members and i only had the captain left and they broke into the hull so like the oxygen system was broken and like I was slowly asphyxiating to death, but then they somehow died just before my guy died, my last guy died, and then I was able to get to a station, fix up my whole hull and all that sort of thing, buy repair bots to fix the oxygen system, while my one dude left was able to heal in the medical bay, and, like, I kept going, and against all odds, it's one of those things where, like, I have that story to tell now. Like, it's not so much right, it about... it creates a narrative. Yeah. So it's not so much about, like, this game does this great and this great. It's kind of about, no, this is what happened to me. And it's, like, almost like a water cooler game where you could just talk with a bunch of people about their different experiences in this similar world. But, sure. I mean, 
this game is super hard, too. I'm just going to say that. Have you beaten it? No. God, no. Okay, yeah. Did you get to the final ship, though? Yeah, totally. I can't beat yeah. that thing. I can't beat that thing either. That's kind of where I stopped, is because it's like, and even before, ever I beat haven't that heard thing. anyone say they've beaten it at all. And even yeah. before that ship, there's a bunch of, like, elite ships that can attack you, which are just as hard because they have, like, four shields and dodge really easily. Yeah, I was definitely running a lot the one time I made it to the end. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to blaze past everything. And then, of course, that results in you have a really weak, crappy ship. Did you unlock any other ships? Like, two? Yeah. I think I have three to choose from now. Yeah. Um... I didn't spend as that much time with it, but I I did kind of in a similar way as Oregon Trail, like with the slotting in your friends' names, and then you kind of have this weird story of survival. It's kind of like that, but in space, yeah, and also Star Trek, and that was really cool. Totally. So, yeah. Specifically, the Star Trek comparison comparison was what did it for me. It was like this is like that bit in Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan where they were shooting their like phasers at the specific points on the other ship to weaken it. This is great. So, but I'm just bad at it. I can't strategize very well. The strategy is, like, that end is just really hard. It's not even Uh, about strategy at that point. It's like, do you have enough to even hold... Like, you might as well quit if you don't have certain things. It's that type of game. Although, I I still kind of love the weird tension that happens every time your ship is on fire. It just becomes this, like, desperate, like, struggle to keep your crew alive long enough for you to open all the like open the ship so that it flushes all the fire out and then you can close up the docking bays again and get the oxygen back but that has gone poorly so many times if you can like queue up actions in the pause menu this would be mm-hmm. the most stressful game way beyond cart life cuz well, cuz yeah characters lives are in your hands and you are managing it for sure yeah that that's it's it's got a similar component there yeah it's a stressful game but you can pause, so, you know, yeah, that helps. Mm-hmm. Rogues. John, Wait, number two. John, number two. Kid Icarus Uprising. Whoa. Didn't the see that game. Okay. I did not like that game that much. Number two. I loved that game. Yeah, you were playing it for Diablo. Well, that's for sure. I was playing it for a long time. I got adjusted to the controls. I found a scheme that worked for me. Uh, had a blast going through the story mode, always constantly changing the uh, the difficulty, played the multiplayer a lot, uh, played against a lot of people a lot, started collecting the AR cards for a while. Jesus. Do you have them all? No, I, I have like a large chunk of the first series. I think like the third series is out now. I haven't collected any since. But Wait, I feel like those cards have a life far past this game. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. How I don't know. Yes, games are on I, your list. I really John. liked it. It's a good mix. It's a good Sakurai game. Sorry, sorry. I uh, just wish like the control scheme had. If the control scheme hadn't been a major issue for everyone, it probably would have been like the highest rated DS 3DS game this year. Can you use the extra analog stick? Sort of. As oh, a, it's uh, just for left-handed mode, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, so just yeah, option. it doesn't actually do the nice so, thing. Yeah, had they done that, then would have been done. Would have been great. Wait, okay. John, was the version of Theatre that you played, was that 3DS as well? Yes, I is the iOS one out? Oh, yeah. I'm just asking how many of your games were 3DS games. I count four. Uh, looking at my list, uh, Kid Icarus, Resident Evil, Theatrhythm, Sticker Star, Code of Princess. Five. Five. Half, Code half of my Prince, list Code was handheld games. There you go. That just goes to show how much hand, how much handheld gameplay I did this year. Mm-hmm. And 
buy 3DS, I guess, apparently. Yeah, That's going going into this, I was like, the majority of my games are going to be handheld. Even uh, out of the five games I didn't put on my list. Where's my list? Uh, let's see. Gravity Rush is a handheld game. All-Stars is also handheld. Kind so, of. Well, I mean, they're both Vita games. Yeah, sure. So. All right. Nathan, number two? Number two. Hotline Miami. Game of the year, baby, right here. Okay. So we alternated our two, but that's kind that's of. cool. Yeah. Well, Cart Life number one, Cart Life number three. Sorry. I'm yeah. surprised Hotline Miami was not your game of the year. See, that that's kind of where Cart Life kind of broadsided everything because its aspirations are so much more interesting to me because it's not still a bloodbath kind of experience at the end of it. Like, Hotline Miami is an unabashed, unembarrassed, honest, gross bloodbath Mm -hmm. that is proud of that fact, which for me kind of works because it's not trying to hide that fact or something or be weird about it. It's just like, this is a really violent game where you're going to do horrible things. Do you want in or out? You choose by buying it. And I was like, yeah, okay. And it reminded me of a bunch of weird movies I like. Um, and the soundtrack and everything. And that gameplay, though, like, really, for me, it was that just, that was one of the few games I spent just way more time than it really needed. Like, I played through it six times, played 25 hours of it or something. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that gameplay loop was awesome to me. Mm-hmm. And getting that 20-kill combo, like, just those kind of challenges and stuff. Like, this was one of the few this year that had me shooting for that kind of stuff. And I really, really liked it. And that dude's sense of style, too, like, John, Cactus, like, Soderstrom. Yeah. Um, like, it's just, it's not, like, it's, it wasn't really humorous, I don't think. I would describe much of what was in there. It was just weird and gross, and I like that, because it was kind of a unique thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to the sequel, and I don't know what else to, pa- Paul, what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, Number one, for you. The so. reason why it's my game of the year instead of Cart Life, while I agree Cart Life was probably more ambitious and did a lot more things right, probably, mm-hmm. in the terms of, like, gameplay and mechanics and even narrative and whatnot. Well, because, like, I don't like the boss battles in Hotline Miami. I completely and... agree with you, but at the same time, like I said, with Cart Life, like, I kind of have to get myself ready to play. Right, Online right. Miami, I can jump into it at any time. And for me, it's more important to me that a video game give me a sense of enjoyment more than artistic fulfillment. Right. Like, it's... I guess it's the difference of watching, like, a enjoyable, grungy action movie and, like, a really kind of dark, moody indie drama or something. It's like, I don't want to do that all the time. Like, are you going to watch Leaving Las Vegas or Con Air? I'm gonna watch Con Air, Con Air every totally. single time. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of on the other side fun. of not needing to prepare to play it, but it was more like I could do a level, and it was like, okay, I'm tired of like being afraid to move my guy. I need to take a breath or something. Whereas, I was totally like, I just got reckless with it. Yeah, I was dying dozens of times. It was like workshopping this insane action scene. I was actually of. excited like if I would die, I was excited to try something new. Like I would do the same level maybe for 15 minutes straight just trying different ways until I found a way that worked for me and then just kind of tweak that strategy a little bit until it yeah. worked perfectly. And there's so many different ways you can kind of like combo a whole floor and all this kind of weird score chasing stuff you can pull off. Like I still haven't gotten A plus on every level but I'm pretty close. Yeah. So I'll probably still go back to it but also, for anyone having yeah. trouble, use doors. Yeah. 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 
so many um, like and corners and stuff. That was the thing. It was just find a gun and get to a corner. For me, that Tony mask ended up being a go-to because like you can one? punch you can punch dogs that way. Mm. Oh, okay. Which just is like I hate that dogs are always tripping me up. So it's just like fast. I think it's just called faster executions, but yeah. it it just kind of works for really. There's really one that fast. like dogs just won't bug you. I know, but you still have to kill them to finish a floor. So I don't mind aggroing them in general. It's just that I can take them out easily. What's the I one think that I gives specifically you a knife? did uh, more guns because I was just like, I need a gun in a corner and I can beat the, any level. Hmm. I felt the gameplay lacked when I used a gun. I tried to use melee as much as possible. I'd I I definitely use them at bottlenecks, kind of. But well, when you get to the big dudes, for sure. Yeah, specifically the police station level required oh, yeah, yeah. gunplay. But what's the mess anyway. that gave you the knife? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it a uh, the wolf? Wolf. Was it a wolf? Yeah, I think it was the wolf. Best mask in the game. That knife is amazing. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Just th- they managed to put a decent amount of gameplay variety in there too with the different masks and stuff. Although some of them are totally useless. Why would you ever wear the bass? The the bat? It's like we just inverted the controls. Have fun. It's like nope. Why? <laughs> yeah. Like I, th- I think there's an achievement for finish like play with each one. So that's probably the only reason that exists. But it is such a stupid. There's no way. Ugh. Batman. But anyway. Yeah. Want to be Batman? I guess. Yeah. But no, it's it's so weird. The music's but great too. The music is in. Yes, that is one of the things on my iPod. Yeah, at you all have, we have right to now. mention the soundtrack for yeah. sure. Yeah, which. I guess it's kind of a collection of stuff from a bunch of different chiptune people and like music people on Bandcamp or something, but it's a well curated list of songs that fits perfectly. So yeah, yeah, I really like it. It made me watch Drive again. What? It made know. me watch Drive for the first time. Yeah, because I didn't care that about that movie sense. at all. Yeah, I like that. Inspired movie. by. It's okay. So I finally ended up downloading Hotline Miami after all your recommendations, and it didn't work. No, I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because I got it, like, the day before I left for MAGFest. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it take, crashed I'm, on you. I was I'm like, taking, yeah. I'm based on all your phrase, I should play it, like, after this podcast. You it's will really, like it. I will like it? I know your type of gameplay. This is it. This is like a... Yeah, you do, like, hard games, John, and this is definitely, like, you're going to die a bunch. It's a hard puzzle game. Ooh, okay. A violent yeah, puzzle game. Yeah, I would game. say it's almost a puzzle game, yeah. A violent, stylish puzzle game. All right, my number two was uh, Mass Effect three. So we just did, nice. So Paul, which oh number one, which we already know. Sorry, game of the year. <laughs> yeah, good Paul job, Paul on Miami. Woo! Yeah. John, my number one. Everyone <gasps> saw it coming. McPixel. No, it's not. I was gonna okay. be so mad at you. I was gonna yeah, leave this like, call. Come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> Will Forte jokes? Yes. Yeah. No, it, okay. it's it's XCOM, Enemy Unknown. Okay, I did not see that coming. That okay. Where did this come from, John? You and Last I can time talk I talked to it. you, you hadn't played this game yet. Uh, that's what I played today. Oh, okay. I can talk a bit with you about it. Um, it didn't so even I, make my mentions though. So, yeah. so I sat down to start playing. I'm like, okay, I'll play like a mission, yeah. and then that'll be enough to me to say what game of the year is. But at the same time, I had this nagging feeling in my head, like, if this is as good as I think it's going to be, because I really like turn-based strategy. Mm-hmm. If this is anything as good as it's going to be, it's going to be high on my list. And then I kept playing it and playing it and playing it. So, uh, yeah, it, I have, that became my number one right away. Wow. 
So I really like XCOM. Wait, are you playing it on a console or I am PC? playing it on a console, which makes it a little bit weird. Uh, okay. This definitely seems like a game that's better on PC. I've been hearing a right lot now. of good things about well, the controller. Yeah, I've actually heard people on PCs playing it with Xbox that controllers. Was me. They, I didn't play yeah. it with a keyboard and mouse. Apparently they've really figured out a good control scheme, yeah. but I'll let you speak to that. No, I don't it know. works well. Like uh, The D-pad left and right lets you like turn around the the spatial controls of the side. So if you want to see like a right top-down view, you just hit right on the D-pad. It'll rotate around. Mm-hmm. Uh, using the left thumbstick moves it around like a cursor, your character's aimer. But uh, my the controller I'm using has this weird drift on it, so randomly it'll just start going up and to the left. But other than that, I don't know. The game plays really good. I enjoy strategy games. It actually has a decent tutorial, which is rare for an RTS game like that. Or, sorry, turn-based strategy game like that. Mm-hmm. Uh... I like the idea of just it kind of has a Mass Effect style of decisions like you have to go to this area because if you but you have two choices you have to go to one or the two one place you go to will give you more funding for XCOM if you don't go to the other place their warning will go up and they'll be a little bit more hesitant to help you but you have to, if you can keep it find a good balance it works out uh, the idea of like the your characters can die from pretty much anything so you have to be careful uh, I was playing Ghost Recon a lot I think last year or the year before. And that was very inspired by XCOM, so that's why another reason I've been enjoying it a lot is just it has this really good feel to it that every decision you make could be your last, and I really mm-hmm. enjoy that. So high stakes, uh, the sci-fi, like it's kind of a procedural story in the way we're talking about other strategy games, right? Yeah. Like, it, it you also... have your name dudes, but what happens is kind of up to you. Yeah, it also comes with uh, the idea of Iron Man mode, which forces you to use only one save file, so you can't like just save your way out of a situation. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. The original so, XCOM. Yeah, that yeah, that's a big thing for the original. I never played the original XCOMs. I'll be upfront about that, but I always heard good things. Mm-hmm. So this is what made me want to play this, and I'm so glad I have. Cool. That cool. The, yeah, like it was on my list of stuff I should have really checked out. So I'll I'll look into that. And the console version totally fine. Yeah, no, the right? console. So. There's a little bit of slowdown every now and then, but nothing too major. Nothing I've that's upset me about it. Mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying it. Highly recommend oh. it if you like strategy games. All right. Firaxis. They. It, I'm shocked at how good it is. Great, good. It's one of the best games. All right, Sean. Um, what's the fourth best game? Or sorry, the fourth. We, we went the back down on the list game. a bit. Yeah, so I'm Nathan, writing down was, a list. Yours was Cart Life, right, Nathan? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's a game of the year. So number mine, number one. I think it's mm-hmm. pretty obvious because it hasn't been anywhere else on my list. Um... Mick Pixel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mick Pixel. Crosswords mm-hmm. Plus, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't anywhere. Halo uh, 4. Yep, it's Halo 4. You got it. I just love... I love Block Halos. Two. Love, love Marines. Yeah, my game of the year is The Walking <sighs> Dead. The Walking Dead. I am amazed that you're the only person who had it on their list. Yeah, me too, honestly. But, whatever. From what you guys have been saying, you clearly hate the game now, it seems. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. It's. It was still one of like the most noteworthy gaming experiences I had this year. It's just I came out at the other end of it just really kind of troubled by parts of it. But we already talked about that for like an hour and a half. So right. So listen to that podcast. <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you... Yeah, uh, I just what I it? had a lot of fun with Walking Dead. Um, I I just I loved the environment. I I love kind of almost everything Walking Dead. Uh, mm-hmm. So just a really new and great version of 
that fiction was is, right. is great to me. Um, and it, you know, it, it the choice stuff was a lot was great, a lot of fun. I loved the like monthly episodic aspect of it and getting to wait. I guess this is kind of like your on- online community thing you mentioned earlier, but kind of waiting with everyone, and we're all mm-hmm. excited for the next thing and what's going to happen. And that happen. water cooler discussion type thing. Like, I definitely did have some conversations about, like, did you save Doug? <laughs> no. Come on. Right. So, and I'm yeah. actually currently going through it with my girlfriend right now, which is a completely different experience, and it's a lot of fun, and she saved Doug. What? I know. Right? It's the first oh, wow. person I've heard I know, of that right? actually... What? Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, I... She saved Doug. <laughs> Like, first, like, I did it, I, like, as an experiment, like, the second time through, but, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah, I, mean, I had a lot of fun with it. It was really cool to go through. I can't wait to see what's going to happen uh, next time, season two, uh, and, it, yeah, it was just, it was a really fun experience this year. I had so much fun with The Walking Dead. And, like, do you have a lot of history with adventure games, really, or what? Not really. Like, the closest thing would be more of... Like kind of like puzzly, like Professor Layton or something in just okay. point and click, but it's more puzzly. Right. So is to... this your first Telltale thing, really? Uh, no, I well, I had done um, Puzzle Agent. Oh yeah, and okay. I had played. I played a little bit of Monkey Island. Okay. Um, Tales of Monkey Island, the yeah. the one they yeah okay. Played a I was just curious because. I was like eyeballing Jurassic Park today and wondering if I should just oh, see. Oh, I played it. I've played a little bit of uh, Back to the Future. I think a bit of the first episode. Okay. Yeah, okay. Back to the Future seemed pretty fun from what I played. That's the last. That's the last Telltale game I've actually played. Mm. Okay. I played the first one and enjoyed I it. I think but... people generally look at that one in a negative light, from what I hear. J- remember, like it definitely, despite my love of the movies, wore me out after a while. I was just like, I don't care enough about this. Like in that respect, yeah, this was the first Telltale experience to engage me all the way through where I was actually with everyone looking forward to the next episode but again well we've talked about the ups and downs of my experience but okay yeah, so there's our 10 list for each of mm-hmm. us I guess unlike last year we don't we're not going to have a, a definitive game yeah yeah like looking at this it's like Hollow Miami Cart Life XCOM Walking Dead it's like there's no consensus on these lists right. at all. We're, so. we, we didn't go into last year's episode thinking we would have a consensus, but it just turned out we all really liked Ghost Trick. Because mm-hmm. so, it was a great game. It was, well yeah. Story. But you know what? Here's 40 other great games or whatever. Yeah. So, was there this, a game that we all had on our list? Because we all had Borderlands 2, except for Paul. Nathan doesn't oh, have all it. all four of us? Like, three of us had Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Um, How many of us had Little Inferno? Two of us and an Two honorable mention? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that was it, really. So I guess yeah, Mass Effect the top three the top is the fives most... don't even remotely match up for us. Right. Well, I'm glad they were so different. Variety. Like, I was worried Walking Dead would be low on one of your guys' lists, and I would just be mm-hmm. like, crap, that's my number one. Ugh. You have to show your hand or whatever, but no. So, and, cool. like, yeah, like, no one picked Rhythm Heaven, no one picked Zura, so I got to mention a lot of great games. But, yeah, so many cool games. Everyone should go out and play all these games. Mm-hmm. Keep you busy for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, We still have another category to go through. We do. Yeah, Last category. Predictions. What so, games are coming out in 2013 that we know we're excited about? And any predictions we want to make about software, hardware, or the industry in general? Alright, I think this will just be super fun to come back a year from now and see how correct This is a were. time capsule for the yes. future. So we're looking forward now. 
Do we want to? It's like, so oh I have a, man, I have like a list Nathan. of like I have a list of like six things. Four of them are just games. Do I have four kinda... games and two kind of broad things. That That's what I have. Do we want to go in like a circle? Uh, for the for the games, maybe yeah. Or unless John's not looking forward to anything. I don't know. I got I got like a tiny list of like three four games. I didn't really write down much in the way of a list. Okay, Paul, I think, you we, should, forward I think we should go in a circle, though. I still think we should do that. Okay. okay. Sean, start us off. Okay. Game that I think will be good, or that I really hope will be good, is Professor Layton and the Generation A. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to still Not be optimistic. Please be really good. <laughs> they'll fix it. Come on. And I guess yeah. by association, that uh, uh, Ace Attorney Professor Layton game... Is, so. is that still real? Is that, that, actually... that actually is out in Japan. It's out in Japan. So I guess that's why I didn't really mention it, because people are already saying it's good. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, anyways, the Professor Layton game, this is like the the final Professor Layton thing, apparently, so. Please be good. I want you to be good. <laughs> Nathan. Uh, I just kind of jokingly wrote it down, because I've come to terms with this possibility. We're, Last Guardian? Is that coming out this year? I know. I I think I've finally gotten to the point where it's just like I don't think it'll ever so come wait, out. So wait, is your prediction it's going to be good and it'll it might be on my list, or is your you know prediction what? it's not coming out this year? Right. I think at this point I'm almost prepared. Like it'll be bad. Like it. Like they've like they've lost some of those studios people that I that were guiding the whole thing. So I'm really not sure about it anymore. Okay, so um, your prediction is the last guardian. Last guardian will be bad. either gets canceled or comes out, and it's not all that. Okay. So fun-filled, fun, yay! <laughs> oh, Team Eco, what happened? <laughs> uh, I think their lead left, from what I heard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and like, uh, I had like two people leave that project. Yep. So whatever. I guess maybe I'll have to play that. What was that weird giant game that came out that? Had the weird voice acting. D- don't worry about it. I'll look it up on my own. It's fine. All right. Uh, my game that I'm looking forward to is... I'll find out really soon if it's good or not. Uh, DMC. Don't yep, cry. That's on my list, too. Comes out Tuesday. Yep. Cool. I'm, did you, I'm, did I'm you pre-order interested. it, Paul? Or? I don't pre-order anything anymore. I pre-order it because it comes with, like, Virgil DLC. Yeah, I don't pre-order. All right. right. So, yeah, that was the only, I wasn't going to pre-order it otherwise, but yeah, just for that. I, I hear you. So, do you want to go again, Paul, or do you want me to do one? Uh, Bayonetta 2. Oh, right. Yeah, that is supposed to be this year. It's Wii U exclusive, though. I know. The, if it's any good looking, I will probably buy a Wii U for it. Alright. Whoa. Commitment. Yeah. And the game I was vaguely talking about was Magin and the Forsaken Kingdom. Remember that? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, anyway. Oh. <laughs> it was from two years ago. But... Alright, here's a really easy one. I think The Last of Us is going to be good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about it. I don't know, though. When's the last so... time there was a bad Naughty Dog game? Uncharted, Uncharted 3? 3. What? <laughs> You're both idiots. <laughs> wow. I, I had no idea that I had that same opinion as you guys. <laughs> You're just... all idiots. What is wrong no. with you? It's like, somehow, I, it was weird. I went into that game being like, whatever, the, the Uncharted 2 formula is flawless. Just slot in a new story with new set pieces. I'll be fine. Totally. Nope. Apparently not. I, I don't know. I was uh, playing it. I was could not have been less satisfied. It was weird. Okay, my thing with it is Uncharted One, shockingly enough, gripped me a lot, like enough mm-hmm. to platinum the game. Yep. Yeah. Uncharted Two gripped me really well too. That was great. But I guess I was feeling fatigued by the third one because it just I stopped halfway through the game. That might be it. I kind of 
I kind of want to revisit it in light of the patch that apparently tweaked it to feel more like the previous one. I, I played cause... it after that patch came out. Oh, okay. And I, I honestly did not notice the difference between the controls in 2 and 3. Wait, Sean, I remember you getting shotgunned over and over and being angry with the third one. <laughs> with some of the combat, sure. That happens yeah. in all of them, to be fair. That yeah. Was, there, there was a but bit the combat in that is not the best level. part of that game. Okay. Like, but okay, like, I mean, Nolan North and, you know, him running around with his, his buddies collecting treasure, that's still fun, but I don't know, less so. Diminishing returns. So, Last of Us is them changing their formula a bit. You know, less dudes, more stressful, whatever. But that footage still looked really scripted to me, so I'm not sure what to what to make of it. Okay, well, we'll my prediction out, is it will be good. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Next, Nathan. Um, yo, I like that Rockstar that that Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, I'm really okay. looking forward to it. My like, prediction th- is that's going to be bad. I, you know, I don't maybe. Think so. But my prediction is I will still purchase it. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> totally. I didn't like Grand Theft Auto 4, though. So My prediction is going to be about the same as for maybe the like the DLC stuff they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. Like, I, them my, my thing is, like, are they going to try to compete with Saints Row 3? Because that kind of became its own thing. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. stay serious. I kind of hope they stay serious, but that cutscene, like the trailer they revealed, like I, I'm not sure... They, they still have that sense of humor in there, sort of, but it was... I'm not sure what to make of it. Like, multiple protagonists, different structure to it. I'm not sure what that's going to be like, but I'm curious. I'm definitely really, really curious. Yep. So, Grand Theft Auto V is high on my list of things I will check out. Mm-hmm. John? Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yep, on mine, too. I kind of just don't Another care about pl- that game. Platinum know, is making it. That's all I, I needed to hear. That right. That's why I'm into. Okay. <laughs> Same Fair reason Bayonetta so. 2. Yeah. I'm just wondering how much Metal Gear is actually in it, because I like that franchise a lot, but this looks... As far as I can tell, just just riding. Yeah, like, is there, like, 47-minute cutscenes with a lot of dialogue, or, like, what? Probably not, but... Oh, that would be right. crazy if there was some really weird stuff that would be in a Metal Gear game in there. That would be cool. Right. Although, it would almost clash more with that type of gameplay. Like, it's like, fast-paced action combat! Oh, okay, now sit down for an hour and a half. But what if it's an hour and a half of, like, crazy cutscenes, Azura's Wrath style? Oh, like, you're still doing stuff? Like, that microwave no, moment no, just in me, I just 4? mean, like, what's going on during this is just crazy. Like, it's <sighs> not... Like... I don't know. Okay. Or still do the mixed-media stuff, like, I don't know, whatever. Okay. Sure. Paul, Metal Gear. I think... Platinum. I think Bioshock Infinite will be okay, but get more praise than it deserves. You know what? I'm the feeling I'm getting that thing seems like it's a a doomed project. I'm worried it's not. Gonna I be don't know. I think it. I think it's gonna be good. I I have high hopes. Yeah, but I'm still know. a little optimistic about it. I'm a little happy they cut the multiplayer because if it was gonna be bad with bad multiplayer, then that just would have sucked. I'd rather it be okay with no multiplayer. Yeah, I'd rather more love go to the single player because that's what I love. Like about it Bioshock feels like 1. they're putting more of an emphasis. Like, bet- like if you had to say this is going to be like Bioshock One, this is going to be like Bioshock Two. It seems like they're leaning one, and everyone prefers that. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm, I'm just yeah. Like I mean, I'm just not sure. Like if all the footage they're kind of showing is obviously to make like that mass appeal. Like we want to show the gunfights, we want to show the battles. This box art has a dude with a shotgun. Yeah. Like. I'm hoping there's a lot of the game that isn't that, but yeah, who knows? that just doesn't sell. Because, like, like, they did do a cool fan-based, like, voting thing for alternate box art. 
mm-hmm. and some pretty stylish, classy-looking box art was selected as the alternate. So it has a flippable yeah. cover, I guess. I, I like, like that. That was kind of neat. Yeah, so, like, the team, like, Ken Levine and his guys are still kind of paying attention to that weirder part of the audience, but I think just for the budget and everything, they need to sell a lot of copies, so... Probably. I just don't know what to make of it. I'm, like, maybe maybe Paul's kind of prediction is right. Like, it'll be fine, but it might get overpraised here and there. I I don't know. That seems fair. But another one, I'm like, I'll check it out, but... Yeah, totally. No, I'm cautiously optimistic. I want it to be good. There's, like, time travel in it or something? I don't know. That guy's... That main character's name is Booker, so how can it be bad? Booker... <laughs> of course, that's the thing you latch on to. Oh, the logic right. okay. is flawless. Mm-hmm. Okay, my Isn't next game... Death? Really, I have no idea what it's going to be, but I'm super interested is Wonderful 101. Yeah, the no. Another, I, this... What I played at E3. Really good. Wait. Bayonetta 2, I'm presuming, is also platinum, so that's three platinum games? Yes. <laughs> All right. So we You're all platinum. really like platinum, is what we're saying. 2013. Platinum, bring in the heat. Speaking yep. of, so Anarchy Reigns came out this week. Yeah, is it any good? I don't know. I picked it up today. I haven't had a chance to play it. Play it. And tell me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nina. And it was like budget priced, right? Okay, okay. Um, Hollow yeah, Miami 2, which is a real game. That's not Does just that come saying. out this year? Uh, Maybe? Like, okay. It was, it, it was on a list of indie stuff that's coming out, but that seems really like... Yo, Jonathan, get get working. Not not Jonathan. Not you, Jonathan. Yeah, no, I know who. <laughs> Jonathan from like Sweden or something. Uh, but I, you know, really like that other one, and I'm I'd be down for more. So yeah, check that out. Hello, Miami. Dokes. Uh, honestly, I feel weird saying it. Gears of War Judgment. Yep. I'm it's going it. to be bad. Is your prediction? I I love people can fly. I love Bulletstorm. Okay. I love Gears of War. I just I don't know if it's going to be better than three though. I have a feeling it's not going to be as good as three. As much as I love People Can Fly, I feel like they were too restricted on it, and it's going to be trying too much to be like, like kind of like Halo Four to Halo Three. I, that's the feeling I get with Judgment. Yeah, I just I have no idea what to think about it. Same with the God of War thing. I feel like they're the same game, just kind of waiting for next gen, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. So I have no idea how to feel about. Gears War Judgment. I like Gears though, so I'll, you know I'll, I'll play it. People are gonna look at that game weird too with Cliff leaving. Like they're yeah. they're gonna be really critical of that. I think. Yeah, no, it's gonna get slammed by critics just because you no know, lead with Cliff. Which yeah. I mean, at least he was smart enough to hand it off before he left. Right. Like or hand it off but, like months before he left. But like I can see like headlines already being like with Cliff gone, this franchise should die. Well, remember stuff. it's oh, it's yeah, people no, can fly, totally so right. he wasn't even like directly a part of it. Right, but like with him leaving, the idea would probably be that everyone has is that pe- that they're going to take over Gears of War for everything. I would assume people would assume that anyway. Uh, uh, what I'm assuming is People Can Fly is working on this one because they're working on the next Xbox Gears of War four. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, okay. There's also been discussion like they might be transitioning out of making games at all and just be engine people. But... I Gears of War four will come out. Oh, okay. I guess that's that's fair. I I never played the third one, so I I don't know. I stopped being invested in that. So Wait, who Paul, are we at now for Paul. prediction stuff? Okay, since no one else is gonna say it, I think Rise of the Triad remake will be great. Really? Okay. <laughs> I think it'll I be know okay. what this is, so I wasn't gonna say it. 
Oh, Which okay. this yeah this was a news story I added to the list and then wasn't able to be there for the podcast and you guys were just like what is this I don't care and moved on oh right really? I listened to that episode yeah it was weird I was like dude come on so, Rise of the Triad yeah the original Rise of the Triad I have some nostalgia for though it was one of the first like 3D realms type first person shooters that it was just kind of stupid with a lot of stuff it did like there's tokens everywhere and you would run really really fast and there'd be like the whole zombie or not zombies uh, like nazi type guys attacking you and stuff it was just really dumb so, and like but like knowingly stupid yeah so now i hope they make a giant dumb stupid first person shooter with that premise okay okay uh, me next then yep um this one again game's coming out soon and i'm already super excited fire emblem awakening yep that was on my list too nice i'm I'm I am stupid excited for that game. I love Fire <laughs> Emblem. So uh my prediction is it will be good or it'll be what I want and I will enjoy it quite a bit. Uh Nathan. I'm looking forward to Gone Home. Okay. Yeah. Is that that is the Steve Gaynor directed uh first person like investigating a really detailed small environment like you go to this house and you're looking for clues and stuff and it's supposed to be kind of naturally guided environmental based exploration game but in first person yeah he made uh like minerva's den and stuff so i think he's well equipped to do interesting things with that and it also got some igf attention uh just this past week so i'm curious about it i want to see it so yeah looking forward to it John, um, I, I, it hasn't been announced, but I would not be surprised if there was a new Mario Kart this year. So, so your prediction know. is there will be a new Mario Kart for the Wii U? Yes. Then my prediction is either a brand new Mario Kart for Wii U or another huge franchise for Nintendo that is usually like one of their crazy party ones. Because apparently, Game of Wario is coming out this year, and that looked kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. I also have a Wii U. That title, or Pikmin but... Three. Take take your pick, really. So I, hey, I that's honestly all I had for the list. He said okay. the words Pikmin Three, so I'm just gonna say Pikmin Three was on my list. So okay, yeah, I'm Paul? looking forward to that. Uh, Metro Last Light coming out will either be a sad story because of what's happening to THQ right now, and it'll be a great game that never came to be because mm-hmm. of like stuff being auctioned out and whatnot. Or it will come out and it will, THQ will still exist in some capacity when it comes out, and it will be the final nail in the coffin for them. Okay, I'm gonna quick prediction with that. I think it comes out and it's an okay shooter, but it doesn't do anywhere near enough what they want, so, uh, it, it just fails. Well, that's what I mean, like, like, it won't sell nearly as much as it needs to, and that will be the final nail. Because the THQ will probably be like, based on our predictions, how this game will sell, we'll be able to do this, and then it won't sell that, and then they'll completely go out. Okay. Um, I'll do a quick one. These are more uh, industry ones now. The Vita is going to get a 3DS-sized significant price drop. Okay. No. no. I think that happens this year. Sony's too proud. Um, Sony's too proud to do that. Okay, is there we'll a Monster see. Hunter we'll game see. on the way to save that thing? Or... No, because Nintendo got the rights to Monster Hunter now. The next Monster oh, Hunter game is going to be on the 3DS. <laughs> what if oh, they man. do a cheaper made Vita? No, I oh, think they just. I think they drop it. You just think the, the only it. if they're going to price drop, it's going to happen just before uh, Black Friday. 
Yeah. That's the only way I see them doing it. Yep. So but, technically this year, so Sean could be right. But we'll see. But I'm not saying just a sale price, I'm saying it'll be like the new price. Steep cuts. Um so. maybe. I was surprised Frobisher says wasn't on any of your stuff. I'm just gonna go back to that briefly. Oh so, yeah. yeah you <laughs> any like other it. I have one more. Does anyone else have anything? I have yeah, I like pretty broad industry predictions. Um Kate? Steam's gonna change everything. Yeah, um, Steambox. Steambox is going to be huge. Yep. And Android might actually figure it out this year. Because those those machines are apparently real. They're coming out. Like the Ouya? Yeah, that kind of stuff is on its way. And there seems to be people so excited. So prediction is the Ouya is going to be a success. Or like somehow the Android space, like their market might figure out some things and some cool stuff might show up there this year. I don't know. I'm just Cable curious stuff about that is already on the Android, by the way. What? Right. What? Like what? My last one. Come over. This next is a pretty time, risky one. Pretty Sorry, risky what? prediction. Okay. So both the next Xbox and the PS4 mm-hmm. will have the patented thing going around right now, where it can't do used games. It'll all be account stuff like Steam. Oh, um, I don't. That's my oh. prediction. I'm just, okay. Let's see what happens. But that, sure, I'm calling. Right. That's. I'm going. I'm risking it. I'm, I'm going to predict both Microsoft and Sony kind of fail this time, and Steam sweeps in, takes it. And ooh, yeah, too. You know? The, this what console war is going to be okay. crazy. I'm just going to say the 360 launch might not go very well, or the, whatever it's called, 362. Sure. Do, do you think they're going to be this year? Yes. Yes. Easily. Both? Both? Yes. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> Probably. We'll, we'll find out, because hopefully I, we're going to I say to one of the two. I say only one of the two. Really? Sony will not get, give Microsoft a lead like they did last time. They no. came in late and lost because of that. Totally. Yeah. I so. I honestly think I think Sony might be the first one out this year. Yeah. Uh, mm. I could see. That. All right. So there's our predictions. We'll have to we'll have to check back at this thing next year and see how correct we all were. Star Wars one three one three. Yes. There's a great Watch year dogs. of games. This is going to end our episode. We okay. Will resume okay. normal episodes this next week, I guess. All right. See you guys then. Car see you later. life. Go play it. Ah. Yeah, that took way too long.